attention. The movie guys love movies. Any comments about the controversy over the historical accuracy of a white man being cast in the role of the guy who built the Great Wall to save China from giant monsters are purely for entertainment purposes only. Isn't that right? Asian guy who saved China from giant monsters. That sounds vaguely racist. What, giant monsters? Is this a Godzilla movie? Is this Godzilla? Evidently it is. Adam, that was a lot of words. <laughs> Explain. Sometimes I write a lot of words for the show. Thank you for noticing. Explain this. Uh, there were so many. Again. There were so many words. I wasn't sure where to breathe. Well, I was looking for some sort of uh, political controversy that didn't involve two political candidates. I'm just I've, who are clearly in reruns. Wait a minute, but, uh, it, it, but it, Adam, it did involve a giant wall. Yeah, it's just like Trump. Yeah, well, that's true. They did build the wall. You're right. It actually I'm is quite saying. topical. China built the wall first. Right? Uh, Please explain to everyone what, what well, you're talking Yeah, about. the Great Wall from Legendary Entertainment, friends of the show, uh, stars Matt Damon. And I, at first, when I heard that, I was like, oh, well, the guy that built the Great Wall, played by Matt Damon. Well, it turns out it's a sci fi movie in which they, the reason they built the Great Wall was, was to, to keep stop, aliens out. Yeah, oh. stop giant illegal, monsters. Illegal monsters? <laughs> yeah. So, mm -hmm. and, and of course, they sure. caught some hell for whitewashing. The guy that built the, uh, the Great Wall, that wasn't a white guy. Yeah, they also didn't build it to stop giant monsters. So everybody <laughs> calm down. What if there are giant monsters in Mexico that we don't know about? Hey. And Trump's really out to uh, say He us. would go way up in the in the polls if suddenly a giant monster was stomping across Mexico. A bunch of Godzillas like, trying okay, to break in. Right? But it'll be too late. Yeah. It'll happen in, you know, in February. And President Clinton won't know what to do about it. Uh, isn't there a different <laughs> giant monster in Mexico? The Capacar... What is oh, it? Chupacabra. Chupacabra. That's Chupacabra. what they are. But Chupacabras are more like a large cat. Oh. <laughs> I know how to keep the Chupacabras up. <laughs> that would be hilarious if he pivoted because they're like, they're like, dude, you, you've gone too far with some of these messages. You, you know, you're in the general election now. If he just pivoted to Chupacabras. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, welcome to the Movie Showcast, everybody. Part of the vast and sprawling Movie Guys empire. We're the guys who do our job. You must be the other guy. You reach ground zero for all things movies and comedy. We bring the two together right here on our show every week with rants, sketches, previews, characters, jokes, bits, banter, special guests, and more. That's a lot. You can get that in the next hour plus as we broadcast from our studio, the Admirals Club, in an area of the valley known as Burbank Airport Adjacent. Mm. Every week we bring you a brand new show. Absolutely. Paul, I have uh, Drachmar and Deutsche Marks with me, so I think I should be good. Drachmar? Do you, uh, I don't know what the exchange Some rate Star is. Star Wars uh, money? Drachmar? Drachmar? No, Drachmar's a thing. It might so, be a food. I, I'm as, not... as I said, I don't know what the exchange rate Listen, is, but I think I have enough to cover. I, you won't have to worry about that because the show is free. Oh. Well, then if you that don't mind... That goes for everybody I'll, with I'll, your Drachmar. <laughs> Keep my right. Deutsche Marks and Drachmar uh, to myself. <laughs> Please do. Because we, we invite everyone to enjoy the show for free. And by the way, the washing machines do not take Drachmars. Uh, You're the guy that also, did that. Very <laughs> I can't use the washer yeah, anymore. It's all crap. Jammed in there. Jammed, Jammed with Drachmar. <laughs> uh, follow us on social media at the Movie Guys on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, which is also free. Ooh. Everything's free. You know, as long wow. as you pay for the internet. You're welcome. <laughs> Uh, and you get interactive, you know, yell at us and stuff. Basically, search the movie guys on Google, uh, Bing, or <laughs> Yahoo. And we come right up. I'm your host for the hardest working comedy show in the airwaves, Paul Preston, here with Adam Witt. Uh, which one of these makes me look more like a doctor? Me playing a saxophone or me listening to a saxophone? Karen Volpe. <laughs> Safety lights are for dudes. Uh, and Bart Kais. You're doing great, June. <laughs> 
joining us the whole that's show. That's not from Ghostbusters. <laughs> no, that's from Night or Day. <laughs> Night and Day? Night and Day. Night and Day, yep. Uh, join us the whole show is a stand-up comedian from North Carolina, newly embedded here in Southern California. Yeah. He can be seen in the upcoming Laugh Your Asheville Off Comedy <laughs> Festival in Asheville, North Carolina next week. Two different set times on the 9th and 13th of August, as well as upcoming shows in Oklahoma, Arizona, and Wisconsin. He's all over the place, and we have him here, Jason Webb. Hey, hey. Jason. Hey. Sounds like you're doing that thing people call touring. Uh, no, because you get paid more to tour, I no. guess. Uh, you're just showing up at places. Yeah, I'm just showing up at places. I'm not uh, in the Midwest. I'm just doing a couple of shows. I'm just flying out, flying back. So it's not like I'm going across the country touring. Are you going to be on one of those Buddy Holly planes or a real plane? Uh, probably a Buddy Holly plane, uh, I guess. You know what? I've always secretly wanted to be on a Buddy Holly plane because I think yeah. there's something a little fancy about that. Like, it's your own personal plane. There's no one else on it but you and the pilot, right? So it's like a taxi cab in the air. What? Yeah, but they're also really <laughs> planes. <laughs> because uh, I keep forgetting that. <laughs> well, any plane you have to walk up the stairs to is cool. Exactly. Like, that's the coolest. When you get a connection flight and you're like, wait, I get to walk onto the tarmac well, and walk up the thing. So Trumpy. That's the coolest. Over here at Burbank, you have to do that all the time yep. on Southwest. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. you get to load cool. and unload out really? of the tarmac. And you can load yeah. in the back. You know, you can come funny. in the back. Do you guys all turn and wave like Nixon or the Beatles? <laughs> like I do. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that you got to do it. <laughs> I, for- <laughs> I forgot to show this to Paul, but on, on mine, do- my feed on Facebook is just... People post pictures of dogs for me because that's what I'm all that's about. Thing. So I was visiting it the other day and somebody posted a picture. The Queen of England <laughs> mm-hmm. is coming out of the plane. Everybody's all excited. But if you look behind her, her corgis are going <laughs> lunatic <laughs> all over the place, running up and down the <laughs> in and out of the plane like a bunch of crazy people. She's the Nixon. They're her Beatles. It's so awesome. <laughs> Can I just talk about something that just made me really insecure? Yeah. Uh, I didn't even make it. I told you I don't cuss that often, and I didn't uh-huh. make it out of my intro without cussing. <laughs> awesome. I saw you point. I was like, oh, like, man, yeah. I did it. Sorry, it's good stuff. That's right. Those are for the good people at WRFA in Jamestown. So, you know. The- we try and keep it curse-free, but I hate when someone gets up in their head about it. We had, uh, uh, who did we have two weeks ago? I was trying to tell a story. Um, uh, Chris Mulkey. Oh, Mulkey. Who's trying to tell <laughs> some stories that he, he clearly has rattled off at a great bar, and he had to stop himself every two seconds and go, um, <laughs> what's, the, what's the better word for that? <laughs> Crappy. <laughs> and as ever, we bring you movie previews. Find out what the movies week? are about every week with us. Uh, there's a big one this week with one of the biggest movie stars in the world yeah. in an ensemble piece. It's Will Smith in Suicide Squad. And in the interest of... Counter-programming. Wow, this show is very explodey. Yeah. <laughs> We're trying to blow some stuff. Uh, from the makers of this bull****, the cinematographer of Barton Fink, and the thought process that brought you Big Freaky Friday, Shallow Hal, Liar Liar, Vice Versa, Bruce Almighty, The Hot Chick, The Change Up, What Women Want, and Ghost Dad, comes Nine Lives. So, what are you doing in there? Wait a minute. I'm a cat! How do I get out of this? You haven't been there for your family. When is daddy gonna come home? As soon as he finishes work. You have one week to reconnect with them, or you're gonna be stuck inside that cat for the rest of your life. But I hate cats! That's what makes this so perfect. Nine lives in Suicide Squad. Live and let die. <laughs> a little life, a little death going on. 
Oh, I didn't get that. That's really well done. It's a better. I'd rather listen to this actually Life than the clip death, from the yeah. movie. So. Nine Lives is one of those amazing movies. In it just, I, it makes me so happy it exists in a weird way. It's there's something so. Ins- uh, did you watch the trailer for it? I did, yeah. and uh, it seems like it's Adam Sandler's movie, but he got recast <laughs> as Kevin Spacey <laughs> with, with two super respectable actors. Yeah, it's I, like I agree with you. I'd rather see it with it, Adam Sandler. It also has uh, Christopher Walken and a bunch of other characters. It's Adam Sandler like actors. Yeah. So it's really weird. Sandler, do, uh, do, Sandler fled to Netflix, so he wouldn't. Yeah, he was to under avoid contract. These movies. But they had to make the Nine Lives, man. Yeah. Just go with my Nine Lives. <laughs> I can't do Adam Sandler. You do? Don't do it. <laughs> uh, you have Adam Sandler. I got Nine Lives. I got Nine Lives. So somewhere, Rob Schneider is showing up as a kitten, right? <laughs> <laughs> this, that's what kills me about this. Is does that sound like Kevin Spacey? No, no. And, and it's not even. Uh, I hate to be negative because I do like Kevin Spacey. It doesn't even sure. sound like good VO work. Like, it's not really solid voiceover work either. But it doesn't sound like Kevin Spacey. He phoned in the phone-in it job. It sounds like phoned in. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. that's the thing. I, I thought, oh, this could be a good idea if... Uh, we're already talking about this one. It's Suicide right. Squad I'm super excited about. <laughs> but this this movie just fascinates me. Oh, it's... Because Kevin yeah. Spacey has this great drawl and delivery we love. And I'm like, that is a cat. It's much like, uh, look who's talking, right? A baby with an internal monologue? Okay, I get it. That's funny. Oh, Bruce Willis doing it in that Bruce Willis tone? That's a funny voice for a baby. On paper, <laughs> this works. Yeah. Yeah, but for some funny. reason, he doesn't deliver it like Kevin Spacey. All of a sudden, doesn't. he delivers it, it like be so angry. goofy. It would oh, be, be awesome. Yeah, it wouldn't be no longer be a child's movie. Uh, well, did you guys see Garfield with Bill Murray or whatever? Did, did, I, I, didn't see, I didn't see did it. Not. Yeah, I only saw the first one, and I liked Garfield going in. But I don't need Bill Murray to do that. But, is he, he but has did that, Bill Murray phone it in? No, he was okay. He has that droll Bill bad. Murray thing. Did yeah. He kind of did that, which is yeah. what I would think would work for this. It right? was, he he didn't change did his yeah. voice at all. This okay. sounds changed to me. I I, when why. I first saw the trailer, I was like, I thought Kevin Spacey was supposed to be right? in this. And then yeah. you listen really hard and you kind of hear him. Yeah. I'm a cat! Like, a, <laughs> yeah. okay, he's not really the... He's doing it I love No, that's actually Kevin Spacey doing Christopher Walken. They should have swapped. Walken should do the cat. Totally How do I get out of this? How do I get out of this? It's very <laughs> pinched and forward. Yeah. But doesn't Spacey do a great walking? Maybe that was him doing walking. <laughs> that was him impersonating walking. He shored up as Jennifer Garner. He's just doing everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Can you do the uh, my favorite line, that the joke you've come up with, Christopher Walken in Midnight Cowboy? <laughs> I'm walking here. I'm like, I'm, it's my name. <laughs> That's my favorite joke ever in the history of the show. Period. (laughs) (laughs) See, it's a lot of that, Jason. I know you're just getting to know us. (laughs) If it's going to be all Christopher Walken impressions, I might just step out. All right, let's get on to our first movie. If you want to get a head start on what the hell all the kids will be wearing for Halloween this year, our first movie will help. It's Suicide Squad. It's a comic book movie. (gasps) Oh, then it's Adam. Here we go. Oh, yeah. Yes, the summer of Ike continues as Ike Barinholtz adds acting in a superhero movie to acting as comic relief, cartoon voice work, and screenwriter of a movie starring The Rock and Kevin Hart to his warm weather workload. 
The Suicide Squad isn't a group of superheroes, but rather supervillains, like the League of Extraordinary Criminals. The worst of the worst. Uh, all of which I will now name, along with some I've made up and several heavy metal bands. There's Deadshot, Captain Boomerang, Enchantress, Killer Croc, Katana, Slipknot, Slipknot, Anthrax, White Zombie, White Snake, White Flight, Suicide Girl, Captain Sequel, Captain Rehash, Major Trend, Glom, El Diablo, El Compadre, Wasp, Mastodon, The Green Thumb, The Red Neck, The Blue Balls, Motorhead, King Diamond, Joker, Smoker, Midnight Toker, and Captain Franchise. Oh, and Princess Cruise Lines. <laughs> All right, well, let's in let's introduce them for real. Here okay. we go. Suicide Squad! <laughs> Boomerang! Killer Croc! The I Am Legend guy who died in Independence Day! Enchantress! Rick Flag! <laughs> the woman who's always in the Chandra Rhyme shows! El Diablo! Bandaman! I got some Ike Baronholtz! Kajana! <laughs> Not Heath Ledger! And hypersexual Marco Robbie. <laughs> hey, villains, how are we feeling? So bad. Let's go save the world and live forever. Suicide. Dead. <laughs> you got Adam Sandler to do that? <laughs> what's, what's happening? <laughs> I wish the character was named not Heath Ledger. <laughs> that would just make the movie so much better. I am not Heath Ledger. <laughs> You know, it's hard to believe with all these characters, uh, Will couldn't squeeze Jaden Smith into one of the roles. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the crew are released from the maximum security prison, Bell Rev, the Arkham Asylum for villains not named Joker, mm. and given a mission by Amanda Waller, played by Viola Davis. The mission is so secret that even the press release can't mention it. This ragtag band of misfits, sorry, we're obligated by the MPAA, the Motion Picture Association of America, to refer to any group of disparate characters grouped together in a movie as a ragtag band of misfits. Sorry. It's the law. So this ragtag band of misfits is assembled by the government to accomplish a mission deemed too dangerous for superheroes. Oh. They're given the mission of defeating an arcane threat. Mm. Well, that's another rule I should mention. <laughs> when describing something of unknown origin within a comic book universe, you are required by the comic book plot describers of America to use the word arcane instead mm. of unknown. Especially when you're talking about the Swamp Thing, where the villain's name is Arcane. Sorry, I know a lot about this stuff. <laughs> Now, why use uh, villains instead of Supermans? Well, because after being raised with horrible lives, cursed with abilities that make them outcasts, that led them to a life of crime where they lived every day beaten up, pursued, and locked away in the most horrible place on Earth, they're just happier than Superman. As envisioned <laughs> as of late. But the team realizes that they are pawns in a larger game. Mm -hmm. And the reason Amanda Waller has released the villains out into the world is because nobody will care if they're killed. And the whole thing might have just been designed to fail, much like the BFG. Ooh. It's a suicide mission, which makes them a suicide squad. What we need is a super cop. <laughs> when you nail it on the head. There was a drop I could not find of Will Smith saying, so what are we, some kind of suicide squad? Oh, really? Yeah, and I uh, could, couldn't find that trailer a second you time. You have title. Yeah. It's as if this is some kind of hot tub time machine. <laughs> <laughs> Complicating matters is the, is the most famous villain in the DC universe, the Joker. The latest actor to make us try and forget Jack Nicholson and Heath Ledger is Jared Leto. Leto went method with his performance, being absorbed in the role so he could find a way to be a volatile narcissist. Someone should have told him he was doing just fine on his own. <laughs> That's right. With Heath Ledger dead, Jared Leto is the Joker. And another casting, Batman makes a cameo. And with Val Kilmer dead, Ben Affleck plays Batman. <laughs> <laughs> 
As we mentioned, friend of the show, Ike Barinholtz, plays a main character named... Go find Griggs. Tell him I need to see him. Oh? Griggs. You know. Griggs. Critics are once again celebrating the release of a superhero movie as they get to take the week off. One common gripe is the Batman Returns cut-and-paste criticism that there are too many characters, despite the fact mm. that movies since Grand Hotel have regularly featured nine characters. No doubt some of the characters will be heroes, but there are plenty who will settle for a participation award. Ha. That was probably a lot to digest. But to sum it up, if your squad goals include suicide, you might want to hang around another group of friends. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Unlike Power Rangers, critics only have one mode, I think. I will say I was a victim of the too many characters in uh, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. And I think that may be a byproduct of my age. Where I'm just like, I, just, I don't want to pay attention to a lot. Give me like, <laughs> give me like three people. Well, 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 what's a movie you like? Um, Top Gun? Oceans Top Gun, 11. 10 characters. Oceans, Oceans 11. 11. 11 characters in that movie, my friend. <laughs> Waiting for Godot. <laughs> oh, oh, there we go. Weasel right uh, out of anything it. Anything with Spalding Gray. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm a big fan of just Spalding Gray monologue movies. <laughs> yeah. Will this be the hit they're hoping it is? It's I really mean, dark and grimy. Well, but it's such a uh, cool, unique new take, which is what everybody keeps complaining about. Like, ah, these movies, the superhero movies are all the same. Uh, every time they get a different one, they just come out and hate it. So, uh, but I, th I think it's cool taking the, I mean, look, I'm a fan of the comic book. I like the Suicide Squad as a comic book as well. So I'm cheating. Also, Amanda Waller ran a uh, uh, intelligence agency for the DC Comics called Checkmate. If anybody from DC is listening. I would like to write your checkmate script. Uh, but so I like seeing her in the uh, in the role of Amanda Waller as well. And I, yeah, I just love this concept. I mean, the, there was one time where you couldn't even get a Superman movie made with a guy playing Superman, the most famous superhero known to mankind. Now we got a movie with Deadshot and Killer Croc. And these are all, you know, have, have, have hung around the lower echelons of the DC universe. And uh, I just I think it's cool. It's like, I don't know. I don't I still like can't it. get a Superman movie made. Well, <laughs> you should watch the three-hour cut, but that's just me. This feels like a movie that... I can't add to that movie and make it better. <clears throat> this feels like a movie that you really need to know something going in. Like, a, or, or am I wrong? It just feels like, because I know nothing of this universe, I know none of these people, you know, can I go and watch this and keep track of... Aside from the fact that there's too many characters, but we'll solve that later. Well, but 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 again, as it uh, goes back to one of my other reasons I support superhero movies is they often get a criticism that oh these are all always origin stories, but every movie's an origin story. Did you know the characters in Ocean's Ten before that movie? No. So you have to get to know every character in every movie, but whether they do it successfully is a whole other thing. Yeah. Sometimes they're way up in their heads on these movies too, and they're like, and it's like yeah, Ocean's Ten. We we know we have to, uh, or Ocean's Eleven. We know we have to. Um, Introduce ten or eleven characters. I'm getting my numbers wrong. There's that, that must be the prequel. Ocean's <laughs> if ten. If there was an Ocean Ten by Ocean's Eleven, we would certainly know who all the characters. Are. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, so uh, but but so I yeah, I think it's uh, it's it's not unacceptable that yeah. there's this many characters in it. And also, you know, the idea like uh, usual suspects. We didn't know who any of those guys were, but we knew the idea that there were a bunch of villains mm -hmm. that were brought together by some other entity for some thing that they thought they were in it for and it turned out there was some you know uh, uh backstabbing going on now that can be done badly it's very, done very well in usual suspects of course but the concept here i don't don't think should be just because they're wearing costumes and one of them can create flames and one of them yeah. can you know uh, well maybe i'm maybe what i'm getting as the draw mm -hmm. is that these are familiar characters and they're not familiar to me right so 
so they're now not familiar to most people. They're they're no, they're not. They're counting on Will Smith and comic book. Movie okay, so that was yeah, like yeah. that's what I was getting at. <laughs> yeah. What is it that this movie is showing me? That let's assume. They, or, I mean, right down to the release date, they're copying Guardians of the Galaxy, a crew of mm-hmm. people you don't know in yeah. a in a in a comic you don't know, with a cast mostly that you don't know. Yeah. You know, I mean, even Vin Diesel and Bradley Cooper weren't seen in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. So it's like they're just counting on that summer, but. They bring the big star where Guardians didn't even, so, mm-hmm. you know, with Will Smith. And why is Harley Quinn, Harlequin, Harlequin, why is that a word? That's a word I know. Isn't it a literary Harlequin? Well, Harlequin was a, an old clown, like a French That's clown, what it was. That's yeah. what it was. And yeah. a, a line of romance novels. Thank you. <laughs> that's probably that's, where, that's where I'm thinking of it. Yeah. That's okay. That, that was uh, Fabio was a Harlequin. Yeah, yeah, totally. Harlequin <laughs> yeah. romance. Yeah, yeah, Harlequin grandma would read those. Yeah. Okay. be a stack of those in I the uh, rec room at the uh, old folks' home, right? I, for <laughs> one, am glad to see that Will Smith got his chore chart done, so he's allowed out and make movies in now. Because apparently Jada <laughs> said... All right, you can leave the house now that you made your bed and mowed the lawn. But Adam, you saw concussion recently, I did right? see concussion, and I would like to say to this this room, I would like to offer a retraction for a previous episode where we may have made fun of him for... Sta- <laughs> that might have happened. That might have happened, uh, where we stated that he uh, said to the Academy, I should be nominated for an Oscar. He is correct. <laughs> he is correct. He's really good in a movie that's... The type of importance that yeah. the Oscars usually reward. So it, it's just when you're watching it, you go, This is such a slam dunk for the Oscars to nominate, like Matt Damon and Mars Attacks or whatever that was called. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, it no, attacked it him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mars was not treating him well. No. Mars environmentally attacked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mars decided to have no oxygen that day and yeah. the guy needed it. It really know? wanted to kill <laughs> Matt Damon. Yeah. <laughs> it was out to get him. <laughs> But uh, but you know it's uh, I, I was just looking at that that list of people and going well who really ordinarily wouldn't be nominated for an Oscars and I think it's the, the Mars uh, needs women yeah, well, yeah. Uh, Mars needs moms Mars needs Mars needs moms Mars needs mom. Matt Damon <laughs> right. but uh, yeah he's really good in it and it's like your classic get nominated for an Oscar movie so it just became a mystery throughout it like oh. Since After Earth, though, he's been on the hunt for another huge hit again. Yeah. I mean, Focus wasn't it. Also, you know, sort of thrown out there in February or March or whenever it came out. So this is like the big summer. Hey, we got Will Smith, mm-hmm. and everyone's looking for big money. However, reviews, unkind. Unkind. 30%. Mm-hmm. At the it's going to be a rough go. Speaking of unkind, has anyone heard from Jason Bourne lately? That, that feels like it disappeared. It di- yeah. It opened number one. Made oh, did $60 it? million. Dollars. Oh. Yeah. I'm, I, Big hit. I, I gauge how well a movie is doing by uh, how much ancillary information I get yeah, about chatter. it. Yeah, chatter. Office chatter, right? Just, Somebody goes, well, did you hear I think, Jason Bourne? I think they call it buzz. Yeah. How much oh, buzz God. I hear about the movie. Yeah. And I have heard nothing about that film. So, oh, but yeah. I didn't it, even it did know it was number out. One. Yeah. yeah, I didn't even know it was out. I see the uh, billboard for it almost every day. Big fan of the show then, apparently, huh, Jason? Yeah. We did a whole thing about it. Look, I just met Jason at Robert Buscemi's show. <laughs> I've caught one episode. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This well, one I'm... doesn't count, by the way. <laughs> oh, then I haven't. <laughs> In real time, I'm catching the show. I'm... Today, when it. we were watching the previews for this movie, I got to tell you, it just uh, it is not my kind of thing. No, it is not your kind of thing. And I appreciate that. And so as I was watching, I was trying to think of something to say that wasn't negative. And I, I think the only thing I could come up with was... I can't think of anything. Some of the costumes are very realistic. But I, I <laughs> some, some of the critics don't even mention the costumes. <laughs> well, I think I you said Suicide Squad, appropriately titled, because I, if I see it, I will kill myself. I think that's what I said. That's it. <laughs> was but, that you not being negative? It was something like that. I was trying hey. not to say the stuff that you would expect, but what I did think about when I saw this movie was 
how much I really like Ghostbusters. Wait a minute, you saw the movie? <laughs> like I saw the preview. Oh, I went, okay. oh, I can't wait to go see women that don't have to show their butt cheeks in order to be You funny. saw the Democratic National Convention went, oh, I love Ghostbusters. Yeah. <laughs> Did you watch the, tra- what was the first trailer had the Queen song in it, right? Yeah. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. Or Bohemian Rhapsody? That was, did you see that one? The trailer's great. I, trailers, yeah, really. I uh, mean, they edited that. You didn't see that one. No, we saw the, the new Hall H footage that they showed at Comic-Con. Oh. But I do have to say, yeah. before we leave the topic, that Joker, obviously, it's, you know, he's, he's, even if you don't know comics and stuff mm-hmm. like that, like the legendary movie character, yeah, Jack Nicholson and Heath Ledger. Mm-hmm. So that's really cool. This is a Joker movie in some way. I'm, I'm excited so to see. So it's just like Batman. Just tell people it's a lot like Batman. It's a lot like Batman. Yeah, there you go. It's a lot like Batman. I'm well, on board. The black Batman, go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like it's like beer. Uh, <laughs> tequila, is it like beer? It's like beer. It's like beer. Uh, but uh, but Harley Quinn uh, was a uh, legendary uh, Joker character from the Batman animated series, and this is a big character to come to screen as well. So, and it looks like it's done really cool. That's a that's tons th- of Harley I'm, Quinns at Comic Con. I'm excited Ooh. to see sexy Harley Quinns all around uh, mm. Halloween. You're going to see one in this movie. Hubba hubba, Margot Robbie. Yeah, she is not ugly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to go on record. You've gone out on a limb there. And she plays a crazy girl. And crazy girls are hot. T-I-G-E-R. And the last thing we'll say is the fans have reacted to the 30% rating on Rotten Tomatoes with a petition to shut down Rotten Tomatoes. Yay! Where do I sign? I agree. Right? Right? But please. Wow. Yeah, I know. I know, I know, I know. People are starving in the world, which I hate. <laughs> all right, enough of that. Let's get on to our next film. It's called Nine Lives. We talked about a little at the top. And with wow. a title like that, it's time for another round of Guess What It's About. Yes, let's guess what it's about with the uh, title Nine Lives. Take your best shot and tell me what Nine Lives is about. Bart? Uh, I don't know, a cat. Mm. Karen? Paul, is it about a cat? Well, Adam? Uh, seriously, how could it not be about a cat? Everybody wins. Yeah. We won. Very nice. Well, that's the first time anybody's won, and now you've all won together. And the cat is voiced by Kevin Spacey, which means everybody also loses. Bart, let's talk about it. Here we go. Kevin Spacey plays a cat, and the cat is named Mr. Fuzzy Pants? I'm sorry, Paul. Is this some kind of joke? Uh, No, please keep reading. Yes, I'll, I'll try. Kevin Spacey actually plays a character named Tom Brand. Tom Ace. Tom Ace. Yes, uh, it's it's just as forced and as contrived as it sounds, but Spacey plays Tom Brand, a successful billionaire at the top of his business world who... Never had time to discover the true meaning of Christmas? Uh, never had time to find true love? No, he, he never had time for his family, but uh, thanks for jumping in there and trying to help, guys. As we were saying, Internet Cat Video, the movie, is about a successful billionaire who gets stuck in a cat's body. Oh, so it's kind of like the Shaggy DA. Oh, or like Heavenly Dog. You guys do know that we're done playing. Guess what it's about? Oh, okay. Yeah. Where That's were we? Fun. Thank you, Paul. Where were we? Okay. Successful billionaire trapped in a cat's body until he makes things right with his family. The most harrowing tale of a human caught inside a cat's body since the Eartha Kitt incident of 1964. <laughs> that girl is the perfect mouse for my cat trap. The next sound you hear will be an automatic pattern cutter to cut you into a perfect pinafore. Those cat's whiskers. They automatically contract when placed in close Earth contact with the heat it's of the body. Earth a kit wormhole. <laughs> Made that sound sexy, Bart. Thank you. Caught again in a cat trap. That's us. <laughs> Catastrophe. <laughs> <laughs> 
At a loss for what to get his daughter for her birthday, Tom Brand decides to get her the one and only thing she has ever asked for, a cat. Wow. Brilliant, Dad. <laughs> Whatever made you think of that? <laughs> Clearly, it's this kind of in-the-box thinking that has brought you such great success. Catastrophe! <laughs> On his way home from the pet store, where they were also apparently selling mogwai, Tom accidentally... Feeds it after midnight? Crosses his pee stream with the cat's pee stream? No, he gets into a car accident. Please stop uh. helping. Ooh, and the police officer who arrives on the scene suffers from the same ailment. Yes! Meow, I'm gonna have to give you a ticket on this. But... No buts, meow. That's the law. Not so funny meow, is it? No, Deep no. Reference. He gets into a car accident, and when he regains consciousness, he discovers that he is in the body of a cat. Wait a minute. How does a car accident wind him up in the body of a cat? That makes no sense. I'll tell you what makes no sense. Uh. Kevin Spacey, one of the greatest actors of the 20th and 21st centuries, yes. playing a cat. Catastrophe. My part. Stand up. <laughs> after the accident... <clears throat> Excuse me. After the accident, is presumed that Tom is dead, yes. leaving his wife and daughter utterly grief-stricken oh. and devastatingly heartbroken. So, like most families struggling with the tragic and sudden loss of a father and husband, the family decides to adopt a cat. Mm. Mm. I mean, what better way to replace the aloof indifference and absenteeism of a workaholic dad than with a cat? Mm. He desperately tries to let his family know that he's trapped inside the cat, and they start to suspect in this scene. Who do you think you are, you snot-faced little punk? Let me make this clear for you, okay? And now try to follow me, because I'm going to be moving in a kind of circular motion. So if you pay attention, there will be a point. You are nothing. <laughs> if you were in my toilet bowl, I wouldn't bother flushing. My bath mat means more to me than you. That's Kevin Stacey's voiceover. Right. That's, That's what it sounds want. like. Yeah. So as Tom the cat... Wait. A guy named Tom what? becomes a cat. Oh. oh, movie! Will your originality never end? <laughs> Tom, the cat, works to redeem himself in the eyes of his family and prove that he is a caring and loving father and husband. And how does he do this? By adoringly pooping in their shoes, <laughs> peeing in their purses, and scratching up the new credenza. Again, brilliant plan, Dad. Sounds like a slam dunk cross promotion with Nine Lives cat food until you realize that Batman and Superman are still on those cat food cans. <laughs> <laughs> perhaps Kevin Spacey prefers to work in his underwear and robe, or perhaps he's taking a page out of Michael Caine's book, who once said of Jaws, the Revenge, I have never seen it. However, I have seen the house that it built, and it's terrific. <laughs> We've said it before, and we'll say it again. Whenever you see an actor in a movie that you can't believe they agreed to do, and then you catch yourself saying, why on earth are they doing this? They can't possibly need the money. It's because they need the money. <laughs> Where are the Hollywood poker games happening that people lose to cause movies like this to happen? <laughs> and, how many, and how can this many people lose that game at once? <laughs> I mean, this is enough to make you take away the three Oscars between Spacey and co-stars Christopher Walken and Jennifer Garner. Yeah, Spacey has two Oscars, and Walken has one. Garner doesn't have any. Well, she should have been nominated for Juno, and now I'm taking that away. <laughs> this is a straight-to-video movie. Not like a Netflix movie that didn't get theatrical release, but a straight-to-video movie, and you know what we mean. Catastrophe! <laughs> How does Tom return to his normal body? What happens to the cat once Tom's spirit leaves its body? Why did Kevin Spacey take the role in the first place? <laughs> Who greenlit this production? Well, we'll see. Or someone will. There we go. And someone will. <laughs> Even if it only makes $5 million. That's $5 million worth of people who said, we should go see we this. We should go see this. Yeah. 
All right, I think it's ironic that it's opening the same week as Cats is reopening on Broadway. Oh, oh big that cat is week. An irony. Giant cat week. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd rather see Kevin Spacey right. and Cats on Broadway. Nobody in New York seeing this. No, <laughs> that's right. Unbelievable. Any, I just want, I just want, oh, yeah. any, any chance? No. Okay. That I'll, <laughs> that I'll go to this? No, that no. it'll be any good or oh, anything no. redeemable. Oh. No. I, I am fascinated. redeemable, sure. Yeah. Uh, no good, not good. There no. has to be something. Like I, I watched Jack and Jill and like laughed a couple times. Right? Yeah. yeah. Jack and Jill, Jack and Jill, yeah. Jack and Jill. That's uh, uh, the Adam, Adam Sandler. Sandler. <laughs> Adam Sandler and yeah. Adam Sandler. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that seems like a terrible, terrible idea. Uh, this, uh, remember that uh, uh, Brad Pitt Easy movie? Easy for you to say. Yeah, that Brad Pitt movie with Angelina Jolie where they both just sit oh, by the beach French and depressed. smoke cigarettes out yeah. and by the sea. Like, by the honestly, sea. I want to watch both these back to back. I'm like obsessed in the same way. Like, oh, I just can't even wrap my movie brain around these. I'm fascinated. Again, this is kind of one of those things that's really I'm looking forward to because it will definitely keep me from not seeing Ghostbusters again. Mm. So I'm going to see Ghostbusters <laughs> again because there's nothing else that I'm missing out on. Oh, this isn't going to distract you. No, that's what I meant. It won't distract me. Like, if, if next week's going to be tricky because. I'm really looking forward to Florence Foster Jenkins, oh, yeah. so I might have to decide. But this week, I'm good. <laughs> and this de- no decisions to make. Yeah. No decisions. And this is not helped by a really cheesy sort of soft trailer. Like oh. I'll give you an example. Here, listen, here's how it's here's how it begins. Tom Brand excelled at business. The Firebrand Tower will be the tallest building in North America. That guy. We love that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Pukey voice guy. Ah. Tom Brand. Tom Brand. <laughs> I know. I thought we got rid of that guy. That seems like so 2000s. Well, he shows you know? up a number of times he throughout is. the trailer. And if you remember, I've done this before. I love just putting all of his uh, moments together. Oh, you got it. I'll tell you what the whole Fantastic. movie's about. Okay. Tom Brand excelled at business, but failed at what mattered most. Now, a mysterious man is about to change everything. And then they ditch him halfway through the trailer and they go with like party music. From the- <laughs> <laughs> we should do a whole compilation of that guy because he is the uh, uh, crazy thing that happened for a limited amount of time yeah. voiceover guy, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, like right. if you got liar, liar, or if you're actually going to be God for a week. Till they both peed in the same fountain. <laughs> yeah, oh, that one too, exactly. Yeah. Till a crazy thing happened for a limited amount of time. <laughs> and, and this family seems to move on from the tragedy of moving, of, of losing their father and husband yeah. pretty quick. Well, he was absent. Tea. He was yeah. always building those big buildings, and, and clearly he was the breadwinner. And they're not too disappointed about wow. you know the estate issues that maybe arise. <laughs> hey, we got a cat yeah. out of the deal. <laughs> Let's watch the estate issues movie. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into probate on that. Still, right? it'll make five million. It'll make five million. Probate. What's his superpower? <laughs> <laughs> I know what prostate superpower is, but probate, I don't know. I work at a law firm, and the other day the attorney came over and he was showing me a form for probate, which means usually the people are dead. Mm -hmm. And he's showing it to me, and it's yellow, and normally the form isn't yellow. And I totally pulled a Holtzman. (laughs) It was just, somehow it was yellow, and I I pulled a Holtzman on him. He showed it to me, and he goes, all right, so we're going to need to redo this. I'm like, because they died? Is it yellow because they died? He just looked at me and he went, "No, we just copied it on the wrong paper." <laughs> I'm like, yeah. "Must be a second draft, canary, right? That's canary the uh, second draft." Of it. Yeah. <laughs> Today's changes are in blue. <laughs> <laughs> now we're predicting boldly that this will be bad. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Will it be the worst movie of the careers of the people involved? Ooh. I put that no, to you. No, Jennifer Garner had game. the. Well, oh. that's the oh, thing. Here's oh. what here's what we Jennifer Garner's up against. Yeah. Mother's Day, which just came out. No, that might be okay. Miracles from Heaven. Uh, wait, wait, wait. What, what's the game? The worst movie in her career the right one now? With the we're, kid we're going with the, Garner first. Garner yeah. first. The, okay. the plant leg. The Will kid. my lives be worse than some of these <gasps> other plant movies? Plant Boy. Plant Boy is going to be the worst one. The oh. Odd Life of Timothy Green? That Timothy movie is Green. horrible. That's horrible. <laughs> it's Plant 
plant boy, for the love of God. Yeah, the kid turns into a plant. Yeah. Miracle sit from Emma. That's the one. No, oh, my kid's going to die. Oh, miracle, yeah, tree. This, is much, this is worse. Alexander and the terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day. What was she thinking? What is going on That's with her? I'm Steve thinking Carell I work with Steve Carell. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Magoo, she's very young. That she was, was a movie? The, with Leslie Nielsen. Oh, my God. <laughs> she was also in Draft Day, Awful, in Pearl Harbor. So I don't know. Pearl. Pearl Harbor is the Oscar winner of the ones you just mentioned, yeah. by the way. Yeah. <laughs> that at least, it had pedigree in the directing, at least. Right? Oh, yeah. my gosh. Right. Yeah, and you, when you would say Oscar, you mean Razzie, right? I mean, if you had to nominate one of those of for an those. Oscar, it would be Pearl Harbor. Oh, okay. for visual effects. I'm sorry. My vote is Plant Boy. Yeah. So maybe not the worst. This won't be as bad as that. No, this won't no, be I think, as bad I think as this actually has the ability to be slightly charming, just for walking... <laughs> Dude, uh, Cheryl Hines is in it. She looks kind yeah. of cute. You know funny. how many eight-year-olds will love this movie? I mean, yeah, they didn't probably we take didn't a, like Plant Boy. Yeah. Didn't we take a bath on Smurf? On the Smurf? Movie? Oh, yeah. We said that was going to oh, make that like was four bucks. One yeah. of my famous predictions. Yeah. Found a sequel. Yeah. If I if I cl- if I name how much a movie is going to make, bet the opposite. <laughs> I do not know. So Suicide Squad, I actually will think we'll have a pretty bad weekend. So hopefully uh, I'm going to be surprised. Uh-huh. <laughs> nice job, yeah. Spacey is in a, l- a bunch of good movies. Tough to find bad ones, actually. Mm. You got to go with something like, you know, the life of David Gale, pay it forward, and the shipping news. You oh. know, K-Pax. Like these K-Pax, big- K-Pax, yeah, that's K-Pax? K-Pax, yeah, K-Pax, yeah, K-Pax. And yet those are all respectable. Like yeah. he saves the day, right? What yeah, I mean, shipping, shipping news is Lossie Hallstrom, mm. but it's really no, bad. Thank He's you. just Lassie. depressed the whole movie. Yeah, no. Uh, and then Horrible Bosses Two, which was not good. No, the first one's good. The no. first one was very. But other than that, yeah. he's like in a bunch of good stuff. So it's tough to you know. You know what? Uh, Horrible Bosses Two is like the uh, animated series version of it. They just became cartoon characters. It's like it bears as much resemblance to the original as the real Ghostbusters cartoon does to the movie. <laughs> it's like they just went cartoon. Yeah, they just <laughs> never the same number. The, the same number of characters. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and finally, Walken. You know, it's been oh. 160 oh, movies. I know or which something one like this that. One So be. Heaven's Gate. <laughs> oh, way back there. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Kangaroo Jack, anyone? Oh, my God. Will oh. Nine Lives be better than Kangaroo he Jack? He is just a... What about the country bears? Country bears. <laughs> Geely. I mean, he's in a gold standard Geely. bear for bad. He's bulletproof. We never stop liking Christopher Walken. No, and yet you have to remember he's in Joe Dirt and Mouse Hunt and Domino. <laughs> <laughs> he's wow. in Domino? Yeah. Well, oh Domino's good. That's the Oscar winner of the ones you mentioned there. That's a Tony Scott movie. Yeah. In which, which has... Kira Knightley without a shirt. Well, there you go. I am a man. I bet you Jennifer Despite Garner. Despite the Suicide Squad conversation earlier. <laughs> I bet you Jennifer Garner keeps her shirt on in the line. <laughs> bet, she yeah. bet she does. Is she back with Affleck? Let's let's get let's get real rumory here. Did they ever leave? They, they did. did. Did they split up? They did. Yeah, and then that the, she, you know, she, he needs her because they split up. Oh yeah, Batman the movies went bad. Tanks. Well, yeah. it makes money, but it's like universally considered bad. They're together. It's Argo. And it's and all to the town. town. Yeah. yeah, gone baby, gone, and yeah. gone she's girl. Oh, his Rachel Dawes from from Batman. Batman can't be Batman without Rachel. So he, uh, you know, he's he's really is Batman. This is what <laughs> I'm saying. Jennifer has <laughs> blown up in a warehouse fire. What do you <laughs> uh, okay, so well enough of that. Let's talk about uh, Comic Con. So I went, um, and I'll just bring up some stuff that I saw down there. You let me know your thoughts. I couldn't make it into Hall H, the big day. Where the Suicide Squad cast came out, because you have to get there twelve days early. Now, <laughs> you have right? to get there. Thursday. That's why we didn't get tickets. You got to get them four years early. Yeah, Thursday for the Saturday panels, and that included 50th anniversary of Star Trek, 30th anniversary panel of Aliens with Cameron and Sigourney Weaver, cool, and everybody, and then the Marvel panel which and peeing in everything. bottles because you got to sit there and yes. hold your seat all day. Actually, you get a wristband now, so it oh. could be worse, you know. 
But uh, still, I mean, I'm not giving up Friday just to enjoy Saturday in Hall yeah. H. So I went on Thursday. I told you about Snowden last week. Uh, Luke Besson was there in person ah. and talked about his new movie, which has such a Luke Besson title. Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. Okay. So that will come out next summer. <laughs> Karen, you're already excited, I can tell. He's kind of gone in a 3D animated. There was a Leonard and the Minimoys or something. Yeah. Or Leonard and, <laughs> and the, the Nimoys. Yeah, yeah, something Arthur and Leonard the Invisibles. Leonard and the Nimoys. <laughs> exactly it. <laughs> That's a great uh, name for a band right there. What's the 20th anniversary <laughs> Q&A of South Park? With uh, Well, oh, they weren't cool. having an anniversary for a Q&A, but for the show. And they had a Q&A about it with Parker and Stone. They were both there. How cool is that? It was very cool. Yeah. yeah. I have the a question. The new season looks maniacal. Do we ever see this thing collapsing under its own weight? Comic-Con? Yeah. I, you know what? I say that every year, and it yeah. doesn't happen. No, because... By keeping it in San Diego, I think you keep it at bay from all the crazies up here in California. You still have to get down there. Yeah. And that's hard for the, the you know a lot of people to do, so... Because mom's car might be booked for the weekend. There Mom might go. need the car. Mom's got to go to the track. <laughs> yeah. Mom's got to go to the track. <laughs> uh, and well, that, t- that town is so easy to take over for them, too, because it's a themed town. That, yeah. that town they built a couple years ago, right? Because it all just sort of is gas lamp and... Yeah, like San guess. Diego? Yeah. yeah. That looks like a theme park town. Like they've got the gas lamp thing. Like it really Main, looks like they built it ten years like ago. Like Main Street Disney. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that is a that the is gas lamp district is so great. I know. Yeah. How do they? How do you create something like that unless the whole place burns down? I understand Chicago's laid out really well. They burned the whole thing down hundred years ago. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know how San Diego did it. <laughs> yeah, and it's well, yeah. They're, they're not just in the convention center now. They're also in the Hilton and they're in the Marriott next door, and both of those uh, tons of rooms and ballrooms and things in there. And now just. They're setting. They shut down the gas lamp district. They can't drive up and down the street there because it's become like a big promenade. Mm-hmm. And every restaurant's taken over by like you know, such and such diner is now the Alien Lounge, and <laughs> Fox took it over, and it's all aliened out. You know, for a new anniversary wow. party yeah, I mean, and stuff. It is a it is a theme park for that uh, for that amount of time. I think that's kind of cool. Yeah. It's like yeah, it's like everything you could want in promoting stuff to you. Have you ever been to Comic-Con, Jason? Do you ever go to cons? Uh, That's uh, what they call them, by the way. Cons. <laughs> I've never gone to like Comic-Con. I've gone to a couple comic book conventions, but that's mm. about it. What'd you go as? I didn't go as anything. Yeah. I went as a person that wanted to buy comic books. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have those in San Diego. Yeah. <laughs> I, w- I was looking for comic books. Can't find them. It took me a long time to find no. comic books. It took what? me a long no. time to find comic no books. No way. Dude, oh. there is so much comic book stuff there. It's crazy. It's you just that. Walk. <laughs> well, it's well, a you got to walk past all the Walking Dead, uh, giant themed well, attractions. You've got the TV more, area. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was more action figure type things. Like There's everybody comes back too. to get Comic Con to get action figures. Yeah. And shit. Everything is there. T shirts are there, video games, TV, movies. Whenever Paul was there, I um, stayed up here because you can only get in if you get like a certain pass or whatever, and I didn't have one. So Paul would send me pictures because I put him in charge of sending me Ghostbusters stuff if he saw any Ghostbusters. And he saw a guy dressed like Kevin. Did not look like Kevin. But anyway, <clears throat> that was... Tough. Kevin Pulled well. new Ghostbusters. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Chris Hemsworth. Hotty one. Wait, was uh, he dressed like Chris Hemsworth with a hammer and stuff? Because that's a different character. No, no, no. <laughs> it was just some short, black-haired dude who's a little pudgy. And I was like, oh, that's not Kevin. <laughs> well, that's Slimer. That's yeah. more yeah. interpretive. He had an interpretive yeah. costume. He tried. It was cute. But uh, anyway, so um, the cool, well, cool slash bad thing that... Paul sent me the picture of some um, Mattel. I think it was the actual booth. They had some Ghostbusters stuff there, and they had a design. They had people like these mannequins dressed up in the outfits. And he sent it to me, and I immediately wrote back and I'm like, "Really, nipples going through the costume? Really? Yeah. Nips hanging out? Really? And 
tall, slender mannequins. And like, it's like, fitted. Uh, uh, like Heidi was Klum so was annoyed. in the movie. <laughs> and so I told Paul, you have to go back and tell them. And you did, though. Didn't I you did. tell her the nipples thing is ridiculous? And, you know, and the model hired yeah. there for uh, 15 bucks an hour went, eh, okay. Wait a minute, you complained about this? Yes, I, so I because said, it does not represent I Ghostbusters. I just said, what gives, Mattel? I mean, oh, oh, we got nipples oh, sticking they, out. Okay. I mean, I understand that they had the outfit there, that's great, but no Ghostbuster woman is, her nipples are not showing. Get the, She's uh, busy fighting ghosts. The Melissa McCarthy shaped right. mannequin. <laughs> that's like the white when we went to see um, Cleveland's uh, Hard Rock. What is that super that thing? The Rock and Roll Hall. Rock of Fame? and Roll Hall of Fame. We went there to see the Michael Jackson that mannequin. That stupid thing. Who's a white girl mannequin? It looked like a white woman. That's a like, little more accurate. Yeah, yeah it was. <laughs> but um, yeah, so next. Next year, Bart, why don't you go on down and see if it's going to cripple under its own weight? I, I, I would go simply as a voyeur. Yeah. Uh, I, I've been to maybe two cons, as we say. Uh, <laughs> one was the WonderCon, and I had oh, yeah. the best time there. WonderCon I love, because yeah. you can get in, you can get tickets, and there are comic books there. Well, I, I mean, that's the... Yeah, <laughs> I think I've said this before. I think that's comic what books he might be Well, what I think... <laughs> I may have said this before, but what I, what I really liked about... Actually, I, I went to Acon accidentally. Does anyone know what this is? This is Adult like, con? I wish. Uh, <laughs> I accidentally walked into Acon. Is it a con for Acon, the hip-hop artist? <laughs> okay. That would con. also have been better. Acon con. <laughs> Acon con. Uh, I was, I was uh, coincidentally in Dallas... Uh, when they were oh, having coincidence this. con. That's coincidence. con con. Got it. <laughs> and I walk in, it's all these manga and anime uh, uh, costumes and characters, oh. and I'm just standing there in my Dockers and, you know, golf shirt and the... the but you must like that, little cute little schoolgirl dressed yeah. women. It was, but I was clearly the old creepy guy oh. with khakis on. You're always you clearly the old Diego creepy guy. Oh, okay. Uh, but I'm here I'm to watch butt cheeks slip out. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be that in San Diego too, but you'd be a crap load more of Slave Leia's and Harley Quinn's. See? Yeah. But what I liked about WonderCon is that they're uh, groups. I don't like groups, Jason. Big crowds. Yeah. Because something can always go wrong. So There's always a, an underlying level of hostility in any group. You go to a basketball game, You're football game. You're the underlying level, by the no. way. No. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> any, any, any <laughs> groups like, like at, at sporting events, you know, there's, there's emotion. Mm-hmm. At cons, everyone's just so in love with everybody. Whedonopolis, yeah. that was great. No, I went to a Joss Whedon Q and A. Everyone's there. like, "Hey, yeah. I like your costume. I like your costume." Yeah. There's no competition. There's it's a lot like a no... Renaissance fair. They're very yeah, much like there's that. Just everyone gets along. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, in a big group. It's a bunch of people who are kind of well. I, I don't know about San Diego, but in the real cons for for years, it was a bunch of people who were outcasts who suddenly found all the people yeah. that are no you judgment. Know. You cannot judge mm-hmm. people at That's a con. Great. You yeah. can't be that guy, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Neil deGrasse Tyson had a panel, That's who cool. I love, and I listen to Star Talk all the time. And so he did a panel about you know with a whole bunch of writers, one uh, the creator of Big Bang Theory, the guy. Uh, Len Wein, I think his name oh, is. Oh, yeah, Len Wein. Yeah. Len Wein, uh, creator of Wolverine and, and one of the thing. X-Men characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, some of the X-Men characters. And the guy who wrote The Last Unicorn, uh, whose name I forget. Oh. But so they, they had this big panel about creating universes. Like mm. if you create in your sci-fi or whatever, and you want to do build in the real world, and do you, or do you make up your own rules, and do you, do you apply physics? Oh, I like and so, that. Really I like cool. that idea. 
Yeah, it was great. It was you had to get a ticket for that one, so it was a special two hundred fifty seater. But that was really cool. I just like him so much. He, he did his usual stuff where he's like, lightsabers would just pass through one another. They're light. In, yeah. Ooh, gamma, gamma rays. Now gamma swords, you they would hit, but of course you can't see him. You know, they'll, <laughs> it just goes on. Those arguments. <laughs> um, but anyway, so that's uh, it. Was tons of fun, and I will go every year. And Karen will try and get you next year. Uh, when do you have to get tickets? Uh, this like, week? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, pretty much. All right, because I, I always miss that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I keep waiting to be famous. And and they bring me to a panel, but I'm not famous. Well, January, I think, is when the it opens up. January, February for professional registration. But okay. you have to be registered on their website and your credentials cleared as a professional. I before will try then. and be a professional. So yeah, by then. there's lots to there's lots to do. <laughs> uh, but hey, let's do this. What did you see this week? What did you see this week? We haven't played What Did You See This wow, Week in quite some time. True. Um, and yet we see movies all, all the, time. the time. I know. And some people have said uh, to me about the show, it's like, I love What Did You See This Week because you talk about movies that mm. you don't talk about on other shows. Like you know, if we saw Three Days of the Condor one week or you went to the New Beverly and saw some I crazy thing. New Beverly Condor. Yeah, these are, these are movies that aren't talked about much on the show. But well, we keep meaning to spin it off to its own segment and do like a separate podcast yeah. for that. But it's, it takes some start. But we did see something <laughs> current. So we're uh, still not going to, sadly, for, for that listener who mentioned that <laughs> dip into uh, a classic movie but maybe uh, soon to be classic adam and i went to see don't think twice yes a new film from mike berbiglia berbiglia, berbiglia. with keegan michael key and the incredibly wonderful kate micucci yes and uh tammy sager tammy sager and chris uh, gethard yes and mike uh, himself and and it was about it for those who don't know well let me see let me have I went to a press luncheon with some of the cast. Let's have Keegan-Michael Key oh, cool. explain what the movie is. This film is set in the world of improv, and I, I, part of my career has been in the, in the improv world. And for us, the Olympics, or the major leagues, is Saturday Night Live. And this show, this film has a television show that is a Saturday Night Live type of program called Weekend Live. So, so very different. Um, and, uh, uh, which Mike did on purpose with a very heavy wink. And so all the characters at the beginning of the film go, this is what we want. And all of a sudden there's this opportunity for them to get on this show, but it only happens for one of them. And then the interesting thing is, once that trigger gets pulled, the rest of them have to, and the rest of them have to go, okay, so I didn't get it, now what do I do? I'm being told my dream that I've had for this amount of time is not gonna come true, now what do I do? Now where do I go? Now where do I focus my energy? And that's that's the theme. Give me the themes of the movie as opposed to the plot of the movie. So the plot is also that too. I mean, this is a, there's a troupe and they're in New York, and it's all the people we mentioned who are in it. And yeah, one of them gets pulled away uh, to this weekend live show. Yeah, and how does it affect everybody else? So uh, oh. it's kind of a been there for some of us. Kind of uh, fascinating. Yeah, <laughs> improv it, world. Yeah, I'm interested to see what you guys think about because I had like a different experience than yeah. I think most people did. And and but you know of the second city and yeah, you know, know of city, the people that yeah. moved on from there mm -hmm. yeah which is why we all ended up there to begin with is because yeah there was this legendary place and the people yeah. moved on and we knew it from Saturday Night Live so yeah then we when we lived this life and watched Friends like Jason Sudeikis and Seth Meyers go on and be on that show there's a scene in it where they all gather to watch the first time their friend is in the opening credits of Saturday Night Live. Uh, deja vu. You know, <laughs> that sort of stuff uh, happened. And then that sort of like, yeah, that questioning of like, eh, what am I doing with my life here? Is it is it okay to just keep improvising? Or yeah, it's I, interesting yeah. to see. Yeah, well, well uh, 
Mike Birbiglia was at this press luncheon as well, and he said that he's, I mean, it's an interesting group of characters that he comes up with because he says they're all parts of, of him, mm-hmm. and they're all part, because he wrote and directed the film, and they're probably parts of every improviser or artist actor out there, you know, because you got Miles, who's like jaded and kind of bitter, and you mm-hmm. have the hopeful, dreamy one, and you have the silent one who's just kind of brilliant, and then you have the gregarious, out- outrageous one. And that kind of probably lives in in all of us, and he put them all in individual characters, and and he really showed, I thought, the camaraderie that you can get with a with you know with a group that's successful. Like their group in the movie, the Commune, is successful, yeah. which doesn't hurt for making a happy group of mm-hmm. people. But you want to be with them and hang out with them, and the Commune, the Commune, much like the tribe, perhaps, ah. yeah. Oh yeah, or the, the, the references. One yeah. of them's name is Miles. Yeah, yeah, I think okay. that's interesting, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny he mentioned that there was a heavy wink to Saturday Night Live. Not just a heavy wink. I thought that was obviously the whole yeah. point. But I, when I saw the trailer, I haven't seen the movie. But when I saw the trailer, I thought Weekend Live was a great name to call the Isn't fake it? Saturday Night Live. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so... Uh, so I don't, I don't know what he meant by a wink. I don't know if he meant that they were... I, yeah, he's just saying it's direct. I yeah. That's what they're saying. Okay, but he didn't mean that they were being overly heavy-handed and like cheeky about it or cheesy about it. But a, lo- a lot of times in some of the movies when I see them, and they they, they don't get licensing from the NFL, so, but they want to do a football movie, <laughs> and they right. go, we got the torpedoes oh, yeah. and yeah. the Lancers. <laughs> There's and the, a Lorne, and this his name right? is Tim. And you I know? think and all he's of that loans credibility, that all that makes it... Easier to watch. I want to hear Jason's take. He said he has a different take than you guys. Yeah, yeah. What'd you think? Oh, well, like I was just uh, concerned about you as improv seeing it, and y'all actually experienced all this stuff. And like as a like stand up, I was watching with a bunch of stand up comedians. Like we were so like, I don't know, it made us feel bad because some things were just like so on point. Like when you meet a celebrity Mm -hmm. and like all that stuff, like (laughs) them giving their Twitter and Instagram. Let me just jump to this clip then because uh, Berbiglia is also a stand up comic. Karen has a question. I actually have something that, well, I don't know if you want to use this before or after, but I heard something on NPR with the interview with this guy and he was talking about how. Did you listen to that? I listen to that. He was talking about how stand-up comedians are very different than improvisers, and I absolutely have seen that because whenever you're around stand-up comedians, and maybe you could attest to this, when you're uh, with a bunch of improvisers, what I was trained is you are all sharing each the stage. It's everybody's birthday, and you may be irritated by a choice that somebody else makes, but you know you have to stay in it and have a very positive attitude, and you get to be really tight. You're like a family, and you really have each other's back. But in the stand-up world... Unless you're a really great guy, a lot of times it's, Farley used to say this all the time, it's about killing and being funny and going out there and killing it and being funnier than the other guy and then leaving the stage on fire so they have to deal with it. Well, that's in this too, because when it the is, person comes yeah. to look at the show, mm-hmm. that one of them, and I think we all experience this too, you say embarrassing, no. we all experience this too. If someone yeah. was in the crowd, it was an agent or whatever, someone would suddenly turn it on. And, um, and and really kind of break out of the scenes and kind of destroy the show, really, but yeah. to try and do you know get the attention of uh, when, whoever this. Yeah. We uh, when we used to do improv in Chicago, it had a very different feel than it did when we moved out here. So Paul and I, all of us, we did improv in Chicago all the time, like all the time. Paul and I got hired to work for Disney, and we went and did it for a year. So we were improvising every day for a year, full on paid improvisers. Came out here and we're like, out here being LA. We said, let's get over there to I.O., let's start doing this and get into it again and, you know, be discovered and have an agent and all that. Okay, so it's not the same world here. No, it's very I different. was improvising one night in a Herald team, and it was kind of going okay, but it's not about the team anymore. It's individual now. And I literally was getting ready to go out, but there were some agents in the house, and a woman put her foot 
over my foot so that my leg was blocked so that she could go out and do the next move. Mm. And I went, oh, oh my gosh. She physically blocked me out so I couldn't move. Yes, and go away. Yeah. <laughs> and needless to say, I haven't much done anything. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's not the same. Well, I well, do want to hear from Jason on that, but let's hear from Mike Birbiglia uh, first because his first movie was about stand-up comedians. That's right. And now yes. he's made one about improv right. because he's done way. both. My wife made this observation once. She goes, your stand-up friends are so mean and your oh, yeah. improv friends are so nice. And I say, yeah. I always say like, it's true, but it's more complicated than that. You know, like I think it's it's, it's under the surface. That's and that's what a lot of movies about. It's about the it's about the competitiveness that's under the surface of like the niceness and the com- community. Well, this is the whole thing about. I've just come to a life decision. Uh oh. I want to perfect my Mike Birbiglia impersonation. <laughs> <laughs> You like Sleepwalk with Me? Is it? Oh, I love Sleepwalk yeah. with mm-hmm. Me. I've seen that several times. Yeah. Uh, I also have the book. I uh, ordered it off of uh, Amazon, oh. and uh, I got it like used because I uh, and it came with Mike Birbiglia's signature. <laughs> 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 well, he knows he knows how hard it is to sell uh, an indie film. I mean, when at this luncheon, he's like, "I'm going to 30 cities with this thing. Yeah. I do Q and A's and just get people out because." It's hard to do, you know, when you're up against Suicide Squad and Star Trek and Jason Bourne. Yeah. Now, going back to the stand-up thing, however, you said you went and saw this with a bunch of stand-up friends. The scene I also really identified with was when they would all get together, even without the weekend live thing. And my favorite thing when I first discovered improv in college was I met all these people that suddenly could quote Monty Python and be, you know, like it was it was like a comic con. Like yeah. I finally was away from the closed knit of uh, of high school where you didn't have that much in common with a lot of people. And all of a sudden you started meeting people that you had things in common with. And then after our improv show, we would all go back and just hang out. And it was like. All your buddies, like, all hanging out at the party. I really identify with that here, and I know that's that way in stand-up, too. When you finally start meeting other people at the shows that you can identify with, and you're like, oh, you're... And Berbiglia really goes into this in Sleepwalk with me. It's like, oh, we have this thing that I couldn't find until I got out and did stand-up. Yeah. Yeah. Did you identify with that? Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Like, I also know what he's talking about when, like, stand-ups are meaner than improv people, because (laughs) uh, a lot of stand-ups, if you bring improv... Like, there's an improv group in Asheville, uh, called Blacklist, and uh, the stand-up comedians and them hate each other. <laughs> like they just cannot stand them yeah. because like improv people are like upbeat and yeah. like nice and like it turns everybody off. We're like, no, that seems <laughs> fake. But they're genuine. We're trying and to be dark nice. here. Yeah, yeah, they're genuine and nice, but like it comes off as like, oh god, I have to like act nice to you now. <laughs> I can't just sit here in the back and drink and make fun of everybody. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Adam and I hated each Bart- other when we met. <laughs> Bart and I don't know what you're talking about because we were friends so quickly when we met. We were on a, a cable access show that we both wrote for, and Adam came from improv and I came from stand-up. And, I, and I'm not kidding you. We would sit on opposite sides of the table and just glare at each other during writing meetings and during uh, concept meetings. Yeah. yeah, they wanted to put the, the mass communication station where, at our college. They wanted to put together a sketch show, and so they just went went to some stand-up shows and pulled some of the stand-ups. There were three stand-ups in the, on one side of the table, and they went to the improv troupe, and they pulled three of us, and we just sat on opposite sides of the table and just refused to accept the premises of the stand-up guys, and they refused to accept our very Monty Python style, yeah. you know. Yeah. Too topical, stand-up. But I have a question for you, Jason, because and actually for the whole table, but I'd like you to he- hear your answer. Um, the more I've learned about SNL, 
the less I really want to be a part of it. Now, my, my dream is gone. My, yeah. my life is over. I've got nothing to live for. But <laughs> if I were young That's and true. up and coming, thank you, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> young and up and Unless coming. Unless you count this show, and who would? We yeah. laugh, but it's true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my, my window is closed for that sort of thing. And, and, and even when it was open, I wasn't fully aware of what it was. You know that Leslie I wanted. Leslie Jordan is it Jones? Leslie J- uh, Jones, Jones, Ghostbusters lady. Yeah, Leslie, Leslie Jones. Leslie Jones. Forty-eight years old when she got hired by SNL. What? Just that woman's saying. not forty-eight oh, years old. Yeah, she is. I Anywho, the window just opened again. Yes! <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Yeah, say it. And I still don't want to go through it. Yeah. The more, the more I learn about SNL, it sounds like a freaking drag. Very tough. Now. I say that because there are plenty of other options out there yeah. right now. There's a, you know, back in the day that was the only place yeah. you could go do this, mm-hmm. but yeah. now there are just so many other outlets. So do you do you pine for something like that? Uh, I don't want to perform on Saturday night. Yeah. Like, I would like to write for them for six months, <laughs> and <laughs> like that's about it. Because like it's from what I hear, it's like horrible and like draining. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. I would like to do that, but I don't think I could do that for a long period of time. Yeah. Like I would like to write sketches and get those on, but like I hear that's even hard and difficult mm-hmm. to do too. So, cause I saw somebody at the comedy store and he was talking about, it. he's like, yeah, I've been there a year. I've got one sketch on and you don't mm-hmm. like it. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason so. I bring that up is that the, the basic premise of this movie is that that's their ultimate goal. And I'm just wondering how, does that how true does that ring anymore? Yeah. Like Jenny Slate, she was there for a hot second and she went off and had a career, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, it's interesting to see how that dream changes with the characters in the troupe oh. without giving anything yeah. away. But some people look at that goal and reevaluate it. Do yeah. they do they talk about what we just talked about? The pretty the, much. Oh, okay. Yeah, the and they grind. have and they, you know in Chicago across from Second City it was the last act, right? They have their last uh-huh. act, you know, yeah. with the bar where they all hang out, and of course they have the houses where they all hang out. Yeah. So. Well. so it was Pretty accurate, and, and and like I, I've quoted Adam, who said this before. Wow, yeah, I guess I can get behind the believability of a movie where Tammy Sager runs off and becomes a famous writer. <laughs> <laughs> well, wow, Keegan, we Keegan really performed well. A guy that was in an improv troupe and then became uh, very famous for uh, ske- doing sketches. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's go a little deeper with our guest here. Uh, uh, we- I have something to add, actually. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Jason. <laughs> Uh, I was in Don't Think Twice. You were? Yeah, I was in uh, New York. Wait a minute, wait a minute. You don't lead with that in this conversation? (laughs) No, I don't. Uh, Talk about bearing. Hey, keep some mystery about yourself. This is good. (laughs) What else is hiding behind that beard? Uh, Not much. Uh, But anyway, I was doing some shows in New York, and they were filming it. Mm. And uh, I liked his first movie so much. Like I just went there. Like They didn't pay me to be like a background or anything, and they gave me pizza. And so I just watched Keegan-Michael Key and all of them do improv for, like, hours, and it was, like, great. Oh, it's fantastic. Like, the stuff that didn't make it was some of the funniest shit. Like, they actually did improv, and, like, some of it was, like... Yeah, they did. Yeah, and some of it was, like, you know, it was written, but, like, their actual improv was so good. It was so great. So you were at the show where yeah, they I'm pretended the to be a group. Yeah, like, oh, you can God. see me at the beginning. Ah. And like, I, you can just see me, like... Yeah, because it's a little... Anytime. And that was another thing, too, is we had the Heartland Studio yeah. Theater in Chicago, and so I saw their theater with the commune, and I'm like, ah, there's just so many non-flashbacks yeah. to this. But that's the thing, like, Kate Micucci doesn't have improv experience she came from mm. some you know doing other things yeah. and uh yeah they went up on stage as the commune everybody just yeah. out in the cl- in yeah. a club somewhere and then just trial by fire make it work so w- they would have a camera running around shooting the improv right 
But you uh, would watch them do a full improv? Well, set? yeah, we would watch them. Uh, actually, what they would do is uh, they would have their scripted improv, and like Mike would come out and say, okay. "That's what's going to happen." And then they would be like, "All right, now we're going to do the actual oh, improv." Okay. And like when they like Kikamok, he's just great. Yeah. Like he, it was amazing to watch. Like all of them work, and uh, Chris Gethard is like very funny. Like he just comes in there with like a one line thing and like slays. It's just. It was amazing to watch. Yeah, but when they sh- shot, yeah, they they wanted the camera on stage to represent someone, be, you know, kind of put you there, like uh-huh. you're yeah. on stage with them. But then they, they like totally, I guess, separate from shooting. They just go out into a club to get their camaraderie, make their camaraderie cool. real, and get their feet wet in improv. They just go and do it a night. But they were shooting when you were. Yeah, they were okay, shooting. Yeah. Like they were shooting the movie uh, when I was there. But like, you were still treated to an hour and a half of. Oh, uh, it was more. Yeah, it was. Ah, that's amazing. It was a, I was going to say it was like four hours or something like that. It was interesting the whole time. So I mean, uh, wouldn't there be a lot of people who would want to be in there? Or did how did you get into the to be in the shoot? <sighs> I don't. Uh, he was walking by and smelled pizza. I was like, What's no going one on of there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One of my friends uh, sent me a link sent, and like they said that they needed like background mm. or something on it or volunteer cool. volunteers is what they said, and I was like, yeah, I'll do that. And so you're like you like Berbiglia. Who are your comedy? Like heroes, comedy heroes. Uh, I'd have to say Stuart Lee, who's a British comedian. I don't know oh, if you heard of him. I don't know him. Um, he's very popular over there. He's uh pretty much deconstructs comedy while he's doing it. It's really interesting. You should definitely check it out. He's really big over there. Uh, I love Roy Scovel. Yeah, uh, he's great. Roy's yeah, Roy, Roy's from Greenville, South Carolina, which is like an hour or so from me. And uh, yeah, and he then, did the he did the stand up that was it was like. Rory Scovel and a grand piano or something. It oh, was like yeah. it had some hilarious title, and it was him in like a full white suit. Yeah, he really kind of reminds me of some of the more absurdist like seventies comedians. Yeah, like a full white suit and a piano, and I can't, I can't remember with a. One of the funniest things I've ever seen on Conan was when Rory Scovel went on, and John Doerr, I think, oh, yeah. was booked Doerr, alongside yeah. him. So they said, "Well, they." They're nice enough to both perform oh, for you. So they I've came out this. and they performed at the same yes. time. Oh, all their material. That was Rory? Yeah. Oh, one of them was Rory. That was so funny. That's amazing. Yeah, one of them did, they did like arms. They brought up a yeah. guest. They did arms. And they had a guitar and did music and it was so brilliant. Yeah. By the way, I just heard... Worth finding online. Uh, uh, Mike Berbiglia was just on the download with Justin Kaufman, yeah. uh, available on iTunes, uh, and um, he t- he told of it of so so many improvs happened that they couldn't use, and he said the funniest one was uh, um, Keegan can do a Barack Obama impersonation just like uh, Jordan Peele, and uh, he does a Barack Obama impersonation, and. Uh, someone, uh, uh, Tammy Sager, pimps him because he's doing an impersonation. I don't know if we can mention that that's a, a plot point in that, but uh, but he, he does that sort of, he's the guy that tries to upstage them by doing a Barack Obama impersonation. So to make fun of him is like, oh, you're upstaging us. Mm-hmm. She says, gee, what would uh, Bill Cosby say in this situation? <laughs> and then he said the funniest thing you've ever seen is... Keegan, without dropping the Obama impersonation, have Obama do a Bill Cosby impersonation. <laughs> and it was just so insanely funny, but they're like, it just took us out of the scene. Uh, hopefully I'll be in so, some of the extras or something. Yeah. I have to see that. Were you living in New York? when you? Uh, no, I was just traveling up there for shows and oh, stuff. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. So now you're here. Yeah. And uh, how's it going? Because <laughs> this is, I mean, this is quite the uh, comedy, stand-up comedy scene. <laughs> yeah, to, to say the least. Is it cool that you're like? Oh, there's so much stand up to see here. I mean, you're com- um, you came from Asheville. Yeah, Asheville, North um, Carolina. North three Carolina. weeks ago. Three weeks ago. Yeah, <laughs> I'm brand new. Uh, 
Yeah, I've gone to shows and stuff, and it seems great. And uh, the open mics are probably the worst thing I've ever gone to <laughs> in my life. They're bad. Because, uh, like, uh, at one open mic, it was probably like, the second one I ever did, there was no comics in the room. There was no audience in the room. And I was just, like, standing up there. I was like, I could honestly do this at home. <laughs> like, there's wow. no one paying attention to me. Where wow. was that? Uh, I don't want to say. I do because Adam and I used to do that. Open mic yeah. starts with L's. It's LZ is the. I was just gonna say. I thought it might have rhymed with haha mafe. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's always just an a audience graveyard. Of people working have. on their material, right? Like yeah. they're like, okay, I gotta get. And if you don't have your joke down by then, yeah. yeah. Now I used to sit there and order things. I would, I would go, eh, maybe I'll do this, maybe I'll do yeah. that. But there are people that are like, okay, okay, I'm just t- paying no attention to anybody yeah. on stage. Yeah. It's like, all right, guys. Yeah, they can't abide by the guy who goes. Tells a joke and he goes, oh, what else do I got here? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, here's a good one. <laughs> yeah, like, come on. How would you classify your humor? Um, Because you know. gave us a bunch of your heroes, none of which we know. So, uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> No, I heard a little bit on, uh, on uh, yeah. it seems mostly observation. I heard a little bit on your website. Uh, JasonWebComedy.com. That's two Bs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't afford JasonWeb.com yet. Um, <laughs> but What's he do, by the way? <laughs> he's a soccer player, and <laughs> somebody else bought the domain because like he he's like a so- famous soccer player or hmm. something, and he wants like $6,000 for the domain, and I can't afford that. <laughs> I thought so. you were just saying you couldn't afford it. Like they were both available, but one cost more. I was oh. going to tell you, they kind of cost the same, Jason. <laughs> I was going to break it to you. They're about the same price, most of these. But what, no. the if, if, oh, if it's yeah. pre-owned, yeah. Yeah, it's sure. pre-owned. He bought it up. Uh, what was the question? How would you, you describe humor? Yeah, how yeah. you describe your humor? Uh, my humor? Uh, I guess it's kind of deadpan and uh, <laughs> just my southern accent. And uh, some observation, mostly stories, uh, one-liners. I kind of don't know what I'm doing. Okay. Are, are, are there things <laughs> that you can that you use the accent to that that may not be funny if you did it uh, a different way that to play off the accent? I'm not fully aware of my accent <laughs> because, like, in my head, I don't sound like this. Yeah. Like, I only w- understand my accent when I hear it like recorded. Yeah. So it's I not was, fake. No, <laughs> oh. it's not fake. Uh, saying Confederate roses or something usually. Uh, <laughs> gets like a little smirk or something and it's when one of my jokes but it's got to be nice you know in nashville you're doing you're doing the humor and people don't uh, consider that kind of a unique thing you come here and you got the accent and people go oh, I like nobody that. has this accent there yeah like <laughs> what yeah nobody has this accent like really yeah well isn't Asheville full of people like, from ohio that retired there or <laughs> yeah new york a, that retired yeah there? new york and people who uh went to florida and came back oh, and okay. things like that and a bunch of liberals like I, there's not many southern accents like horrible. mine for some reason <laughs> yeah i don't yeah. know as i watch you and listen to you i just i'm getting like a thing like a like you know that you might be a redneck if that whole thing you could just go amish Amish, just dress Amish, Amish and just do jokes. She's playing off the beard for you. I'm just, just saying, but the whole thing, like the blue eyes and the <laughs> accent and the hair, tons of hair. You just remind me of an Amish dude. And if you just went up there and just started doing could Amish I, jokes, well, I'm could I talk you. into a mic as an Amish person? That's or, what's so great. Well, you would make a joke about. You'd how have to you make a that. joke yeah. about oh, that. Okay. to be here. Because <laughs> Adam and I have done stand up. Paul's done stand up. I don't know if Karen's done stand up. I try not to. Um, no, the hardest thing I have found in, in pursuing that is finding your voice, right? Mm-hmm. And the story I like to tell is Daniel Whitney. Do you know who Daniel Whitney is? Mm-mm. He's Larry the Cable Guy. Yeah. Oh, now, yeah, that is right. Now, if you go back and you watch Daniel Whitney, which you can find footage of him on YouTube, mm-hmm. he is telling. 
practically the same jokes mm-hmm. that he tells as Larry the Cable Guy. But once he puts it into the voice of Larry the Cable yeah. Guy, they become funnier and they're a little more, you know, feasible. Yeah. So that's the biggest struggle. So are you are you convinced that, uh, uh, about who you are on stage? Do you know what your voice is? Because even Louis C.K. has a voice on stage, right? Uh, I don't know if I have a voice. I, I don't know what my voice is. I just try to be myself, I guess. See, that's and, wrong. Uh, yeah, I know I'm telling you, go <laughs> like, Amish. He's going to go Amish one night when he's desperate, and then he's going to be huge, and I'm going to be like, wait, I said go Amish. Uh, but I kind of try to shy away from like uh, blue-collar type humor and yeah. stuff because of my accent, yeah. uh, so I don't really talk about much blue Tractors collars. and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's why it's more observation and stories and things like that. Because I don't like, I don't want to be put on a comedy tour that's like, there's one that's going around now and like I got offered to open up for him or whatever. And I was like, I don't want this accent to yeah. like define me as a comedian because like it's not because what then those people to, are going to like. Yeah, then you have to start writing material that's in a certain direction. Yeah. You've got to start sort of playing that type. And really, you just you just want to make your regular observations from you know what you're yeah. doing. Yeah, because like I never like looked up to uh, Bill Inval or anybody like that. Yeah. So it was Henry Cho. Henry Cho. Uh, I've heard the name. I've he has an accent just like yours, and he's Korean. It's the funniest <laughs> thing in the world. <laughs> oh my God. It is. I think it's Henry Cho. I think it's Henry, Henry awesome. Cho. Yeah, funniest thing. And he makes you know, the first joke he makes is, "You never thought you'd hear this come out of this this voice come out of this face." Yeah, you would expect it with me though. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Speaking of your recorded voice, you have a pretty interesting thing on your website, iPhone recordings. Oh, yeah. Like, you, you carry your iPhone with you whenever you do a show, and yeah. you put some of the recordings up there of jokes that may never be told again and other yeah. little things. Yeah, I basically record all uh, my sets on my phone so I can listen back to them and rewrite them and things like that. And then there's uh, certain things that like I'm like, well, that was funny here, but it's never going to work again and i know it it's or it's like a thing with a heckler or it's something like that was just specific to the moment so i just put it up on my website as like a little album type thing and like so people can see me like uh starting a joke and like maybe i'll come back later to it and i'll have a fully revised joke and i can put up there so they can see where it started and ended and uh yeah and did i see a a voicemail from your mom yeah, you did see a voicemail from my mom. <laughs> that was pretty cool, too. Yeah, uh, that was after uh, my first Laugh Your Asheville Off I did. And uh, this is the first time they saw me in four years because uh, I did a show and uh, it went horrible. And, like, they didn't support me doing stand-up. And then I was like, just don't come again. And wait, then, wait, 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 wait a minute. So their support of you was predicated on your ability to do it. <laughs> yes. Like, like, your parents seem... I, I'm sure they they, they love you, son. <laughs> they skipped but, a step in there somewhere. But <laughs> the <laughs> unconditional part. Yes. Not, the, yeah. oh, no. belief, the belief that you can do this. No, they had no belief. <laughs> uh, yeah, they did not think I could do it. Uh, and so, like, I, I like, bombed really bad in front of them. And then I was just like, well, I'm going to keep doing it. And so uh, they didn't come see me for, like, three years. And uh, then they saw me at Laugh Your Asheville off, and it was in front of 550 people, and I did oh, well. And uh, my mom left me that voicemail uh, right after it. <laughs> so, But in all fairness, if you are you know, if you were pursuing a, a, a career in carpentry and you built a house that immediately collapsed, yeah. they might have to take you aside and go, look, Jason, this might not be what you should do. <laughs> might not be your thing. I don't really yeah. support you. That goes back to the interesting thing about the open mics is – Stand-up is the one job that everybody thinks they can do. Nobody's showing up to lawyer because they're like, I saw it on TV. I'm sure I can do it. I'm, I'm here. I'm here, judge. But like uh, open mic, 
Yeah. Everybody in town is all showing up to do their jokes. Like, I don't know why that's the one thing that's just like, everybody's like, oh, I can do that. Oh, that I can do. I think yeah. it started with a group of five friends that were really bad at stand up. Mm-hmm. And they go up and they're really bad. And that inspired the people in the audience to be like, I'll do it <laughs> <laughs> I, I have to say that that was when when uh, I moved here and I said, "Hey, let's get back up on stage. Let's go do some stand up and stuff." I think we went the first couple times to watch, but immediately it was like, "What? Are we, who are we trying to impress here? Yeah. Like, there is nothing to worry about. Like at the very least, my worst is as good as that." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's a very fertile scene here. I mean, there's there's open mics everywhere. Yeah, yeah. but nobody attends them. Yeah. Except just like comics and stuff, which is which is nice, but it's just kind of like I got spoiled in Nashville. We had like three mics, mm-hmm. and we always had at least like forty people at each one. Mm-hmm. So it was just like I was always performing for an audience. That's cool. And so uh, I was Gee, spoiled what's that by like? that. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what yeah. got you up to speed to come here. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And what's your Twitter handle? Uh, it's at tennis shoe boy with an eye. <laughs> tennis shoe boy. That's pretty active too, right? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. So people should follow B O I there. Yeah, B O I. Okay, because tennis does have an I in it. I know. Yeah, I <laughs> with an neck. Yeah, boy with an I. Yeah. Two B's. B O. Well, not right next to each other. One B. Yeah. B A B A R. I thought that's what you meant. That's right? two. Yeah. That's <laughs> life and Fletch. <laughs> Uh, did you just start a war with Pep Boys on your Twitter? <laughs> yes, I hate Pep Boys. I hate Pep Boys. Yeah, everybody accidentally goes there once, right? Oh, yeah. sucks. Mm. Well, like, I needed to get my oil changed because, like, I drove over here, and uh, I was like, well, Pep Boys, like, I've never been to one. Ugh. And I was like, well, they're just not going to, like, screw me over as far as, like, price or whatever. So I'd go there to get, just get an oil change and uh, a tire patched. They couldn't find the hole in my tire, and I was like, "It is flat every morning, so I know there's a hole." And they're like, "We put it can't in water." Find it. My yeah, suggestion. Yeah, that's what they said. They we dunked it in water. I was like, "Did you look for anything? A bubble or something?" And they were like, uh, "It was like we can't find it. We put it back on." I was like, "All right." And then three hours later is when they were finished with my oil change. It was three hours. People came and got in front of me, and like I was just sitting there, and like they it took them three hours. So I just started tweeting uh, that they're child molesters. Yeah. <laughs> so. That was my problem with them in Chicago. They were going the so long molesting? on. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yes. They were going so long. I was. I had a show that night, and it's mm-hmm. like you guys got to finish this up. You said you'd be done by like three or whatever. It's getting yeah. to be six, and I got a show at eight. You know, so yeah, that's one of their biggest faults. It doesn't make sense either because it says thirty minutes or less oil change or whatever. But the thing that they get you on is it's like as soon as. Uh, the car's pulled in is when the 30 minutes starts, not when you're, like, waiting or whatever. <laughs> What's so, going on in those cars with the children? Do what? I don't know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't get it. Yeah, they're repairing a lot of white panel vans. <laughs> yeah. It's very weird. Very weird what's going on there. Yeah. Paul and I were coming back from Vegas, and we had, I don't know why, we had our little dog with us. We were coming back from Vegas. Our car overheated, and we got towed to the nearest little town. I think it was Victorville. North of there, yeah. Oh, so it's it was like tiny, weird little town. If you've seen enough town. movies, you know that's your opportunity to make a difference in that town, right? Yeah, it will help. <laughs> you can break down that <laughs> right. town, you make a difference in them. We might as well just stay. So we go to the Pep Boys. That's where the guy takes us in our car, and they were closing. They're like, well, we can't help you right now. We're closing. And we said, well, we need to it would take get too long. 
back. It would take too long. Which is, again, their thing. It'd be, we it, said, would, it would take some knowledge of cars. And, uh, so they said, know, stay overnight, come back in the morning. Yeah, they're so, like, stay overnight, get a hotel, and come up back in the morning. We're sitting there with our dog, and we're like, we're not staying in Victorville. So we went down the street. Now, the car was running at this point. Did you go we to just, Lutherville or Costa del Lux? <laughs> no, we went down the road. We didn't get back on the highway. And we, we were driving the car, but we needed confidence that we would get us all the way to L.A., so we just needed someone to look at it and go, yeah, I think you're all right now. Mm-hmm. So we saw these two guys sitting out front of some old, nasty, rundown-looking garage. And they were sort of drinking beer, and we're like, let's just have them look at the car. So we pull over, and they couldn't have been cooler. Those guys are great. So Paul takes off in the car with one of the guys who had been drinking beer. Leaving my wife and dog with the other beer-drinking guy in front of the garage. <laughs> in the garage. <laughs> and Rural inside California. inside the garage, I'm sitting with my dog, and they don't speak English. And there's just nudie calendar. And I'm like, uh huh. They were they drove. Well, apparently, like a cable was un- unhooked from something. They yeah. hooked it back up, and I could drive home. And they like, were the best. And what was Didn't even need to be cooler, overnight? <laughs> what was even cooler is, uh, first of all, they offered me a beer. I'm like, no thanks. And they gave the dog some water. But they took you on a joy ride and drove really fast Just and crazy. Test it out, yeah. And then they came back. <laughs> find out where it starts to rattle. Oh, is so it at 70 or 80? <laughs> so he was driving while like, yeah. intoxicated. Yeah, I thought you were driving it and he was just listening <laughs> I to I thought it. so too. <laughs> yeah, right. That's insanity. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> it was the well, greatest. Well, not Pet Boy's insane. <laughs> but here's the best part. So they say, yeah, yeah. We said, would you drive this back to LA? They're like, yeah, of course we would. But you know what? Just to make you feel better, here's our uncle or cousin's number. If you get close and you break down, call him. He'll come get you. Yeah. Oh, wow. So I bought him a 12-pack and off we went. Yep. <laughs> they were nice. great. They seemed to Way better it. than Pep Boys. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird there's a place called Pep Boys, and we somehow didn't think anything was weird about that. Well, they like, were immediately go- it sounds disreputable <laughs> yeah. now that we're talking about it. <laughs> they were going to go with drunken Mexicans, but <laughs> yeah. no, that clearly place gives worked great. better service, yeah. <laughs> but the name didn't test well. Awesome. <laughs> so, awesome. Put those two guys out of business. Jason, let me ask you what we ask every guest who comes on the show. What is your favorite movie of all time? Uh, my favorite movie, uh, not counting Back to the Future. Okay. Have Why? To be, just because I feel like you can't count that. It's like that's everybody's my, favorite. Can't count Star Wars. Either. Yeah, right. Yeah, you I'm can't like, count it's just Star not Wars. interesting to say Star yeah. Wars. I get, yeah, you gotta go blow yeah. that. Yeah, so mine's uh, the Wrestler with Mickey Rourke. Ooh, the Wrestler. What do you love yeah. about that? Oh, do you like wrestling in general? Uh, not. No, I'm okay. not like one of the comedians that are currently like jumping on board There's the wrestling. Again, yeah, again, they love Adam, wrestling. His voice is not who he is. <laughs> yeah. Okay. He's more than that yeah. voice. So no, he doesn't like wrestling. Uh, I watched wrestling when I was a kid, and then uh, I opened for Mick Foley uh, like a couple years ago. Really? Yeah, Mankind. That's awesome. He's yeah, sat, uh, he's sat, he's sat right there. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh-huh. That's he awesome. awesome. Yeah. That's cool. yeah, no, he's super nice. Uh, and uh, what was the question again? I Wait, got how do you track. open for Mick Foley? What's he doing? Playing banjo? Uh, he does comedy. Yeah, he yeah. does uh, comedy storytelling. He's an author. Yeah, yeah, he does everything. He's a Renaissance man. Yeah, so I was never like into like wrestling or anything, but I appreciated like the whole movie. I just loved it. Of what like uh, the people that I did watch when I was younger, what they're probably going through now, mm-hmm. which was interesting. Yeah. What do you think happened in the end? This is a spoiler if you haven't seen the wrestler, but I have to get your opinion on. Mm. on this he definitely died. Scenario. Oh yeah, he's you know? done. Yeah. He had to. Like, well, he left it ambiguous. Yeah. How did they leave it ambiguous? I, I, I saw the thought, movie. Yeah, I thought it he was He jumps clear. off the rope, turns, goes to fade to black. Uh, it was a yeah, so but you're he was saying having, he just passed out uh, and but died. He, yeah, he was having problems with his yeah. heart. He's Come dead. on, he did. Yeah. yeah. 
It's a little dark, but that's fine. <laughs> I bet you the improv people would say he lived, but that's fine. Ah! Stand-up guy says he died. <laughs> <laughs> there is a big comedy contingent of wrestling fans. We've had a few yeah. on here. We've had, um, uh, well, Mike Burns, one of them. Uh, Andrew and then, DeWitt. Uh, Andrew DeWitt. and um, David Beach. David Beach. And oh, we, Matt we McCarthy's were, a Matt McCarthy. Matt McCarthy. Huge. We were all podcast. big wrestling John fans Roca. in the '90s. We were always we go to your house and have all those wrestling oh, yeah. things there, and then the like figurines, and we'd watch wrestling together. That's, Paul and I used to get a pizza on Monday so we could watch mm. we could watch Monday um, Night oh. Raw, and then we'd but the big uh, deep dish, beach, so. and then we'd eat it again until Thursday, and then yeah. we'd watch SmackDown. Make that make that deep dish last four days. So we're all wrestling people. Well, that yeah. era, that's the Attitude Era. Yeah, yeah. yeah. With uh, yeah, Stone Cold and, and The Rock. Rock and everybody. I, yeah, I loved. Um, now I can't even think of his name. Uh, my boy. Oh my God, Kurt, Kurt Angle. Angle. Yeah. Ah, I love Kurt Angle. He was cool. Yeah, and here he's coming back. That was. Oh, shut up. Yeah, that's wow. the big moment. Uh, but best performance of Mickey Rourke's career, right? Even better than anything he did when he was. Yeah, younger. yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think so. Yeah, he's pretty good when he's younger, but that's yeah. that's no. Nice. That one was just I don't know. The whole movie, I just the feel of it was just great. Now it's the only one that's like depressing, but I will watch it over and over yeah. again. It's really good. Yeah, Do you have any quotable lines in it? That I don't. That's not one I quote because I've not seen mm, it enough. But yeah. I don't know if there's like quotable lines <clears throat> really. I didn't see me. it again. I just yeah. remember a lot I've of the shots start- were behind him, following him. Yeah, yeah. Now, that was an interesting yeah. choice to just sort of like, I don't know. It almost makes him look sort of hunched over already and half beaten, just yeah. to be trailing behind him as he saunters into. A, yeah, the, the depressing room where he signs autographs. Yeah, and it was. Uh, I also like the little tiny details that were kind of like just weird. Like his jacket was duct taped mm-hmm. and stuff when he's like going to these places, and that's like his nice outfit. Yeah. <laughs> so. I've said this before, but you, you reminded me of it because I want to put it also in this context: is that I, watching the wrestler, there are those really depressing moments where he's at Gargus Hall, which yeah. was a hall in my hometown yeah. where they wrestled all the time. Gargus yeah. Hall, and he walks into a depressing room, and there's maybe a dozen people there, and he's at a card table, and it's the least glam thing you can ever imagine mm-hmm. but again when was the last time you walked into a room where 12 people applauded your entrance <laughs> and wanted your attention yeah. and it, and even as desolate and dis- as full of despair as that room might look there's a bunch of people that are still giving you adulation still giving you love so right. I can see where yeah, that would yeah. keep you going even when it's Gargas Hall even when it's Lorraine County even when yeah. you know it's you know the fair same thing at cons Right, you know, yeah. the guy there played the Gorn in Star Trek. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. the big green monster that fought Kirk. He shows up, and people are like, "Oh my God, it's <laughs> you!" It's like that was fifty yeah. years ago at his card <laughs> but table. I'm ex- yeah. so glad you're here to say hi. Well, that's why there's sixty year olds in uh, small scenes still doing comedy too. Like there I think go. they, uh, I think stand up comedians relate to like uh, wrestlers because it's kind of the same thing as like a gypsy, and you're just traveling all the time doing your thing, and it's lonely. So. There's that, yeah. And Jake so the Snake is doing uh, the oh, did you see? Now. Did you see? Oh yeah, he he's is. He's got a documentary. Yeah, he was at right? he's uh was at the store or something really? recently. Yeah, yeah. We came at Flappers recently too. Really? Yeah. Oh wow. He's telling. He's just the, telling stories. Did you see the resurrection of uh, no, Jake I the didn't. Snake? <sighs> Great doc. That's, that's a good one. Yeah. That's, that's on a good Netflix, one. right? Yeah. Yeah, it's on Netflix yeah. now. All right. Well, let's get to wrap things up the oh, best way possible with Karen's birthdays. Right. Karen's weekly look at the birthdays of those who make the movies. Which Take wrestlers? Which wrestlers? Have been? It's time for Karen's birthdays. It's all wrestlers all the time, it's time this time week. Karen's birthdays. All right, we're gonna start off with our first birthday wrestler, Viola Davis, who turns <laughs> weighing in, <laughs> weighing in at 51 years old. She could play anywhere from a maid to the president. 
Her nickname is Viola the Fiddler Davis. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, she's opening in Suicide Squad this week. Amanda Waller. As a female president. Now, Adam, is she a president of the United States? What is she president of? She's like a secret uh, CIA type uh, intelligence uh, president. Oh, good. DC's okay. uh, what are those DC president? president? Whoever they are, yeah. Right. President of DC, not Washington. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Comics, not Washington. <laughs> we also know of her in The Help. She played a maid in there, and she also got a Best Actress nominee uh, for that, nomination for that. But do you know who it went to that year? Do you guys remember who won the award? The year that? she was nominated in The Help? Yeah. It was 2011. 2011. I don't know. Not Will Smith. It went to Natalie Portman and Black Swan. Uh, yeah, which I is would not. From the director, she quit. From the director of The Wrestler. And she quit oh, acting yeah, after right. that? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, pretty much, right? Oh, I, I don't think otherwise? she did on purpose. <laughs> Natalie Portman? Can anyone prove otherwise? Uh, Jane, Jane got a gun, so no. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, Viola is currently on uh, the third season. I believe it's still on How to Get Away with a Murder. Oh. So... She's got lots going Viola on Davis, there. if I'm not mistaken, was also nominated for Doubt, which is I a very good I was just going to say, then oh, she sorry. also was nominated. That's cool. And, well, I was just popping into current stuff. But she also was nominated for Doubt. She, How many scenes did she have in that movie? One. One. Whoa. One scene, and she was nominated. Who did she lose to, Paul? Yeah, what year was that? It was 20, uh, 2008. 2008. Ooh. She was nominated for Best Supporting Actress. Not Will Smith. Not Will Smith. You're right. Adam wins. Somebody hot, right? Tilda Swinton. Oh, that never. <laughs> it's usually somebody hot. Marissa Tomei, no, Marissa Servina. That one Rachel they win against type. Is, is anybody else in this room attracted to Tilda Swinton? I, I think find you her are. Quite, she's all of yours, you are. Buddy. attractive about her. <laughs> uh, you're, she's a pixie type. It's what totally movie was she? Type. She, she was in Michael, Michael Clayton. Clayton. Oh, yeah. God, is she good in that. Mm-hmm. God, is that whole movie good. But now God, I, am I happy that Tony Gilroy is rewriting Rogue One. Tony Swinton's also in Iron Fist. I, I don't know anything about that. Mm-hmm. That's very exciting. She is. She's in Doctor Strange. She was I mean, Doctor Strange. Strange. Yeah. She's been in oh, three yes, films that were nominated for Best Picture. Of course, uh, The Help was one of them. Do you guys know what the other two were? Michael Clayton? No, that was no, Michael Clayton. We're back to Viola Davis. Oh, I thought we were talking about Michael Clayton. No, I'm sorry. So what's the question again? Some of us weren't paying attention to in twenty As of 2015, she's appeared in three films. When I say she, I mean Viola Davis. That's what I missed. Okay. That were nominated for the Best Picture Oscar. We already said The Help. Yes. The help too. This is 2000 traffic and extremely loud and incredibly close. Okay, you no, guys I, are not well, Viola Davis no. fans. All well, right, let's move on. Which but one of those one, does someone turn into a cat? That's right. <laughs> but there is one last thing I want to say about her is that she has shared the screen with someone who is a friend of the show, who's been here in <sighs> our very studio, who is like a, clearly a friend of ours, Mr. Stony Westmoreland. Do you know what movie they oh. have in common? Keep in mind. Stoney had to be in it. So I was must have been a cop. World it was Trade something, Center? Yes, World Trade Center. <laughs> I just found that interesting as I was perusing the credits that he was right up there with her. And I'm like, Stoney, check it out. Six Degrees of the Admirals Club. <laughs> exactly. The guy only plays cops, right? That's right, yeah. that guy. And let's go to our next wrestler, Billy Bob Thornton, who can, pl- well, he's 61 for one thing. From parts unknown. <laughs> Billy Bob Thornton. <laughs> he can play anywhere from sleazy to immoral. Now we all know Billy Bob. He started his whole uh, acting career being a self-made man, much like Sylvester yeah. Stallone was. What was the movie that he wrote, directed, and starred in? Sling Blade. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. But before that, he wrote uh, One False Move. It appeared, he did. Which that was, was very good with Bill Paxton. Too. Oh, that's right. Bill Paxton. Wow. How old was he back then? Bill Paxton can be pushing 62. Holy cow. But he looks great. Uh, Billy Bob Thornton's dad was a history teacher. His mom was a psychic. And so his mother, the psychic, predicted that one day he would work with Burt Reynolds, and that came true, 
1990 when he was on three episodes of Reynolds' CBS series, Evening Shade. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. He has a bunch of those kind of credits, which you would never think of for Billy Bob Thornton. But he has a television credit that I just saw recently, and I lost my mind. He's so fantastic. And Fargo. Have you guys seen Fargo? Yeah. No, I haven't. Holy not, see not this. enough. Wow. Just see a this. couple episodes. Kind of. I can't believe there's two seasons of a show called Fargo produced by the Coen brothers with all these amazing actors, amazing. including Keegan-Michael Key. Yeah. And I haven't seen a single episode They are episode amazing in that, Because you're like me. Way. You get two hours, so you go good. to the movies. I know. <laughs> I know. I know. I had to go see <laughs> Blood Fist. And meet Don the Dragon Wilson last night. Now he's been, ma- he's been married. <laughs> Is it his birthday? Don the Dragon Wilson, champion of the sport. Uh, I can tell by the expression on your future. face. Couldn't <laughs> get him on the show. Kickboxing. <laughs> the expression on your face, no. <laughs> he's been married six times. So he says he just uh, decided instead of just sleeping around, he would just marry him. Hmm. Does that make it better or worse? Who knows? Uh, with Angelina Jolie, that Thomas? was uh, good. You, right. You marry her a little bit. Just marry her a little bit. Just a little bit. Just marry <laughs> her a little bit. In all bit. fairness, three of those women were Angelina Jolie. <laughs> <laughs> he wouldn't have made that stand around to be sad by the sea movie. No. No. Yeah. no. And he got, he got. <laughs> stand around to be sad by the sea. <laughs> he got the right Angelina Jolie, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She super was like crazy. super slutty. Tiger blood. Super yeah. nutty. Uh, I'm just curious because I have a favorite Billy Bob Thornton movie that you might not know. He's played oh, small tin? little, yes. Bad He's played Santa? some really great small parts in movies. My favorite is The President of the United States and Love Actually. Oh, of course, yeah. Brilliant. He's so creepy and horrible, but not over the line, just enough. Yeah, not over the top. Not over the top. He, just he plays awful. everything like Billy. Plays oh, it's so good. What's your favorite Billy Bob movie? Tough call, but it's probably a simple plan. Oh, that's uh-huh. great. Oh. So right? good in that. I forget he was in I that. I felt like that was Adam? Fargo Jr. Oh, that was so That good. was Sam Raimi's Sam Fargo, Raimi. right? Mm-hmm. Yep, pretty yeah. much. What's your favorite? Uh, Bad Santa. Oh. <laughs> I just love him yelling at people, and I just <laughs> love his every angry had it moment in that. I love when the kids keeps asking him if he wants a sandwich. He's like, what did what, what you do with the sandwiches? Like the, the frustration with the sandwiches. <laughs> Sequel coming in November. Yeah. I know. I was just going to say that's uh, in pre- post-production. What's uh, Jason? Sandwiches? I don't have one, actually. Oh, what? So I'm looking for uh, suggestions. Oh, we'll take seen, his. I've Somebody seen, take his. I've seen Bad Santa. But, uh, have Armageddon. you seen Sling Blade? I've seen, all, I've seen a lot of his movies, but I can't pinpoint oh. one that I appreciate more than the other. The man who wasn't Tombstone, there. yeah, that's a good ah, one. the man that's who wasn't there. Bart, the TBS movie. report. Any uh, Billy Bob? I do, I do like Sling, Bla- Sling Blade. Uh-huh. Some folks call it a Sling Blade. <laughs> Sling Blade. I like it for him, but I love it for John Ritter. Yeah. Oh, you're right. I love it for you John Ritter. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, here's something that uh, he was quoted also as saying. Also in Bad Santa, John Ritter. <laughs> here's something he was quoted as <laughs> saying in IMDb, which I think is so <laughs> perfect for this week. He said... Most of the movies that are easy to get financed are movies about models and gladiator uniforms, <laughs> Suicide Squad, and yeah, wacky whatever. comedies with kids who get caught with sheep in hotel rooms. Nine lives. Nine lives. So I pretty much sums up <laughs> this week's movies. That's amazing. <laughs> and now, Bart, you know how much I love it when celebrities sing. This is true, Jason. I know you're new to town, so yeah. it might not have happened to you yet, but this <laughs> yeah. will happen very, yeah. very Be shortly ready. for you. People will come up to you on the street, <laughs> and they will say, tell me two interesting things about that Karen Volpe. And the first thing you'll want to tell him is that as much as she doesn't like Suicide Squad, she is going to make a hot Harley Quinn this yeah, Halloween. Exactly. <laughs> I am looking forward to it. Right. And then the other thing you definitely need to tell them is that Karen Volpe loves when celebrities sing. That's right. These are important <laughs> things to keep in mind. I love when celebrities sing, especially when they sort of can sing in their own Billy Bob Thornton way. So we're going to hear him sing a little bit. He's a drummer as well as a singer in Trace Hombres, which is his own band where he actually opened for Hank Williams Jr. But in this... 
where he's going to be singing with the Boxmasters and their debut album called I'll Give You a Ring. Let's enjoy a little of that the from Bob. Billy Bob Thornton. My bridges got all tight The first time that we met Not only were you beautiful Your mind seemed to be set Jason literally took his headphones off. Will not listen. <laughs> Wait, you can't listen to country music? To be the only 30 seconds. He is visibly distraught. This is awesome. This is a man from. It is hardcore country music. That wraps another movie showcast, everybody. Together with the movie guys individually, we are. Follow us on Twitter at the movie guys, Facebook.com slash the iTunes, Instagram, all that stuff. And thank you once again to our listeners on WRFA. Yes, as a matter of fact, we're getting closer and closer to coming home. So if you want to be involved in a taping that Paul and I are going to put together for the movie guys in WRFA land, uh, just contact us at the movie guys. Paul at themovieguys.net or and through our Facebook page. Especially if you're a filmmaker, we'd love to get you on and talk to you about your movies. And thanks to Jason Webb. Yay! Yay! Thanks for sitting in on it. <laughs> and in it's, it's Tennis Shoe Boy. Twitter. B-O-I, B-O-I. And then uh, jasonwebcomedy.com. Yep, that's cool. it. Cool uh, And thanks to Steve Schultz for his writing contributions to the show every week. And as ever, we owe everything to, to Pat, Pat Peach. Peach. Next week, literally something for everyone. Kids movie, Pete's Dragon. Adults movie, mm. Sausage Party. And awards movie, Florence, Florence Foster, Foster Jenkins. Jenkins. We'll see you there. Florence Foster Jenkins. By the way, please go to YouTube to watch how fast... He took those headphones off <laughs> when that country music started. It was amazing. It was this, it was like the listening to the guy die of the bear uh, in uh, the Werner Grizzly Star- Man. Grizzly Man. It was like, ah, oh my God, the death of my friend. <laughs> <laughs>